The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hello, 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 everybody. everybody. Happy Monday. It's Monday, right? Monday. I feel like during these dog days of summer, I start to lose track of the days. Don't mind me, y'all. I'm just putting my earring back on live TV, so anything is possible. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Um, Corey, what did you do this weekend? What is well, first of all, I'm so rude. Let me introduce who I am in the studio with um, before I start asking questions. I have an echo in my ear. Can someone make that go away? Someone? We'll work Anyone? on it. Okay, cool. So I got Corey in the cut with me, who I'm, I'm going to ask about his weekend. I got Wu in the West, who I just asked to cut the echo for me. I have BC in the back. And um, you never know who's going to pop up on the show. Brandon Marshall, um, we don't know where in the world he is. Uh, so it's me holding down the fort this week, once again, with the gang, only girl in the studio, as usual. But I like it like that. It's cool. A lot of male energy. Um, y'all didn't Y'all didn't say anything about my shirt today. I actually like it. Well, no, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you've given us yeah, a chance to really take a look at it. Who is it? King of New York? And it's Pop a, Smoke, baby. I thought so. I Make thought sure so. when you say the smoke, you say the pop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, yeah, Brooklyn, one of the, um, you know, I don't want to talk about it. It's going to make me sad. Let's go. Let's I go know. into something else. Let's go to something I know, else. I know. Well, look over. Well, I would say at the end of the, you know, the week last week, we saw some major trades take place. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. And the NBA draft took place, too. And we saw, you know, a couple names go to, to, to some new teams. So we'll talk about the NBA draft a little bit later. But let's talk about the news of the day. Talk. How about we start with some culture? Um, last night was the BET Awards. I'm going to be cool. completely honest with you, Corey. You didn't catch it. I didn't watch a single minute of that. No. Didn't even know it was on. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I just, mean, yeah. That, that, <laughs> I just, that I don't, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I heard, um, I like, I watched it via the timeline on Twitter, if some, that makes sense. Drama, of course. Um, Did you see some of the drama that took place? I saw that JT threw her phone at Lil Uzi. Yeah. Um, I saw that Patti LaBelle forgot the lyrics to Tina Turner's song during Jeez. the tribute. Yeah. Um, I saw that Offset and well, that Takeoff. Was, that got, was something positive. I'm sorry, Offset and Quavo came together to honor Takeoff, which was, was um, really amazing to see, especially um, seeing how there was rumors of, of contention and, mm. and just, um, you know, a beef between the two of them. It was dope that they could come together to, um, you know, honor their fallen brother yeah, um 
But outside of that, I did not watch that. Well, here's where some of the award winners to name a few. Um, I like that girl's earrings in the back, though. Who's that? Oh, that, oh, those are pretty cool. And she has like a with the matching bracelet. Match. Yeah, that's a cute look. Wait, who's that? That that one. That, that's Lotto. Winner? She won best oh, female hip hop artist of the year. I'm a big Lotto yeah, fan, so cool. shout out to Lotto. That's that girl's cool. really cute, really really pretty in the back with the I'm outfit, figure, with the earrings. I'm trying to figure out who that might that's be. That's a good look. I think it's like a friend of, of Lotto's. Or? I got a no. I think she's a she presenter. Presented the yeah, she presented, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she a presenter. I gotta source those earrings. I love that. Beyonce. She won the Viewers Choice Award. And she wasn't there. I'm sure. Probably wasn't. She's on tour. Break my soul. For break my soul. Uh, Busta Rhymes won the Lifetime Achievement Award. That's oh, cool. shout out to Busta. That's what's up. Yeah, I went. To, I went to high school with one of his sons. Really? Yeah, Taziah. Dang, that's mm -hmm. tough. That's tough. Was he? Did he? Did he have any? Like, Not even talents? high school. Middle school. Did we go to elementary school together? I don't think we went to elementary school together. Or just middle school, high school. Was he yeah. musically inclined? Was Taziah musically? No, Taziah was actually an athlete. Taziah played on the basketball team. I mean, honestly, if you look at Busta Rhymes, you would think he was an athlete. Oh, okay. So people in the chat are saying the woman who presented the award is Lotto's sister. So that's Brooklyn. Yeah, her sister Brooklyn. I didn't recognize her from the side. So that's my bad. Shout out to Brooklyn. Yeah, her sister right there. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful women. Why? What was with the laugh after that? That was a weird, that was a creepy <laughs> nah, kind like, of laugh. I'm like, it just runs in the family because, you know, I'm a big fan of Lotto and the sister. But what was, was the laugh? Too. The laugh was weird. The, the laugh, laugh was, was me weird. admitting that those were two beautiful Did women. you hear the laugh, Woo? Was yeah, the laugh I heard morning? it. It was like was methodical. It, like, was it, what was, was the... <laughs> he said beautiful women. <laughs> Ugh, I hate men. Hey, listen, moving on. <laughs> Burner Boy, uh, best international act. I think that was well-deserved. I like, I like him winning that. Yeah, I think he had a great year. I, I mean, Tim's could have won, too. Tim's you're had right, a great year. You're right. You're right. I would have been mad with, with either one, you know. That's a good one. But, uh, but yeah, BT Awards. Maybe we can watch, like, the rerun of it. <laughs> catch yeah. A, catch the I, rerun. All right, but moving on. Um, well, so this is some good news for Devontae Adams. Uh, assault charges against Raiders receiver Devontae Adams dismissed. I don't know if you guys remember, mm -hmm. but uh, it was the October win against – well, no, excuse me. It was a loss for the Raiders against the Chiefs where he pushed over uh, – uh, uh, his, his name was, was Park – Zebley. He was mm -hmm. a freelance photographer working for Monday Night Football that night. Um, charges ended up being dismissed. I know we had the video. It's real quick. It was like a video. It's a very just, quick video. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. We probably just talk over it and whatnot. But um, but yeah. If you remember Devontae Adams, there was it was at the end of the game. This this freelance photographer ran across like ran across the, uh, yeah. the tunnel as they were leaving the field, and and yeah, they bumped into Devontae Adams. So charges dismissed. Good it for, was definitely a money Adams. grab. Um, yeah. If you watch. The video which i did when it came out in real time mm -hmm. it wasn't intentional yeah no. it didn't even look like Devonte even saw buddy right, like right. it looked like they just, looking down and everything yeah it kind of just looked like they crossed paths at the wrong possible time mm -hmm. um but you know what it's like everybody's trying to get a quick payday right. but it wasn't intentional yeah look not even looking they literally crossed paths at the exact same time now granted Maybe it was the fact that like he looked at him, he didn't like say, "Are you good?" Like, or mm -hmm. at least it doesn't look like it. Like yeah. you don't know what he was saying verbatim because his back's towards the camera. Yeah. But it doesn't look like he asked like, "Yo, you good?" He probably just looked at him like, "Yo, what's up with this guy?" Mm -hmm. But regardless, it wasn't intentional. They crossed paths at the worst possible time, and um, 
Yeah, it's just if that was a weak law. That was a weak lawsuit honestly, or attempted one. Yeah, if you ask me, the photographer kind of has to have a little bit better awareness. Like, oh, for sure. Come on, like big football players are leaving the field, and you had all that time. It didn't seem like there were any players in front of Devontae Adams, so it looked like he had a lot of time to actually cross cross the uh, the the, you uh, the tunnel. You have to so have like, on, your head on a swivel at all times when doing live events. I remember when I, whenever I go to like inv invitationals and things like that or just basketball games in general during mm. warm-ups, like you have to have like balls. Oh, okay, this is gonna sound crazy. Like, <laughs> balls. balls come flying moment. at your face all the time. You always have to have your head on a swivel mm -hmm. because you could be having a conversation and all of a sudden a ball comes zooming past you. And if right. you don't like, if you're not aware of your surroundings, mm -hmm. you can get hit in the head with one. Yeah. So like, it's just when you're working a live sporting event, you always have to be aware of your surroundings because the athletes aren't always, you know, aware of their surroundings. They're focused on one singular task and you have to kind of be aware of what you have yeah. going on. I know the chat is going to have a field day with the balls flying at my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. But, Corey, but can I, I didn't know how question? else to word that. What's like peripheral wise yeah, in that helmet, how much can he actually see? Peripherals? I mean, because it looks like his head was down, too, right? Like yeah. he, he could have been just contemplating as he walked. Uh -huh. And I, I only probably put a helmet on twice in my life. Mm. Not a football player. <laughs> right. But like how much of that eye where the actual photographer uh, freelancer came from can mm -hmm. he actually see? It's it's yeah, your vision's limited. Of course when you have a football helmet on and you, you have it on every day and whatnot and you're used to it, your peripheral vision, you get used to like what you can you know, seeing your peripherals. But but yeah, I mean it's safe to say, especially if we, because his head was down and whatnot, you probably didn't see him. He honestly probably didn't see him. That's yeah. why I think it's on the photographer just to be a little bit more aware of your surroundings. Like, come on, these dudes are leaving the field. And and personally I've done this before. I've been a photographer, videographer, if, if no one known. Mm -hmm. You have to be so mindful because if I step on a groom's foot, yeah. I ruin the day. Absolutely. Like he it doesn't have a helmet on. So why is it that he feels that confident to just go across right. a guy that's walking clear to this? It just doesn't make sense to me because I I would spend every moment of my day trying to not be in the way. Yeah. And it looked like he clearly wanted to. Yeah. Be. Right. Yeah. 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 Man, it, it wasn't wasn't right. I mean, and you know the charges ended up being dismissed. So good for Devontae Adams. Yeah. Great. But all right, Ashley. Moving on. Dylan Brooks. He's asking for over twelve point four million dollars per year. Now, now this comes of course after the Grizzlies announced that they don't plan mm -hmm. on bringing Dylan Brooks back, and now he's a free agent. So he's out there, you know, looking for potential suitors, and he's like, you know, no lower than twelve point four, you know, point four million. Yeah. How you feel about that? Um, sounds good. I don't know <laughs> if he would get twelve point four. He'd probably settle probably around ten. Yeah, I'd be willing to guess. But listen, Dylan Brooks all. The stuff that comes out of his mouth aside, I think that in the right situation, he could be a good um, asset to a team. Mm -hmm. You know, he does yeah, have, agree. you know, defensively, he is an asset. Um, I think that, you know, his attitude when it's at its best is an asset. Mm -hmm. I think that when it's at its worst, it's a detriment. But again, in the right situation, I don't think that affects the team in the same way. I think mm -hmm. that if he were, you know, that kind of a um, pit bull, for lack of a better word, yeah. and a mouthpiece in, say, at, say, on a team like the Miami Heat, mm -hmm. I don't think it affects the team the same way it does the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, right. Also, I don't think he gets away with that in Miami. Like, that's not going to fly. Mm -hmm. So I think that a different situation 
um, would suit him better. But I, I do think that he's worth around that range. I would say between 10 to 12 mm-hmm. um, is, is probably about right. I would, I'd pay that for Dylan Brooks. Now, listen, I'll be honest about Dylan Brooks. I, I like Dylan Brooks. Like, I like how he plays on the court, if we being completely honest. It, does does he you know is he wor- like worthy and deserving of twelve point four million? If you ask me, yeah, like what he brings to 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 the floor on the defensive side of the floor, he's he's legit. He's legit. And now and, and I also like and when he you know when he finds his team next year, I hope he's that same guy that we saw last yeah. year. Like I hope he is talking his trash. I hope he's you know you know with all the answers. I just hope that he does you know he keeps that from off the court. You know it doesn't need to carry over to off the court when you're speaking to media and whatnot. And when you lose. Speak to media, right? Like, speak to media the same way you do once you win. Um, I like Dylan Brooks. Is he deserving of, of $12.4 million per year? I, th- I hope his, his, you know, his agent is able to negotiate that. I, I think, think it's a little high. <laughs> well, just so you guys know, he did make eleven point four last year uh-huh. and was also second team All-NBA. And the year before, he did make twelve point two. if that so matters he's looking for all. he's looking for a million-dollar increase. He was second team All-NBA the Year before? Yeah, last year. Last year he was second last team all year. NBA. All NBA. What did he team. average last year? He's a decent defender. What was his points per game? Yeah, was he second team all his all points defense per game or, or, or like, fourteen? And the year before was actually eighteen. He might have been first team, like that's second about, team all I, defense. Uh, right? That's about right. Eleven point four. The only thing that may kill him in trying to get that 12.4, 14 points game, fourteen fourteen points per game, being mm-hmm. a decent defender, twelve point four is about right. If you don't do a lot of this, yeah, right. This may be the reason that he doesn't get that number mm-hmm. because he's kind of a liability, a loose cannon when it comes to what he says in front of the mic. Um, That's fair to say. But- I feel like guys like him normally earn like fifteen, though, so he is a little bit under. I feel like he's a little bit underpaid. Like, for what he brings, he's mm-hmm. underpaid. I'm not saying him specifically. What he brings, he may be a little bit underpaid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I see that he probably he probably will get that. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Like, like I mean, you were beginning to make this point. Like, he just needs to offer a little bit more maybe on the offensive end. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to take producing a highlight film to show his capabilities and whatnot, but I think he's capable. But he just needs to improve on that. We know what he can offer on the defensive end. And then if he could just clean up the antics off the court, I mean, we're talking about a guy who can really contribute to your team. That's just my opinion. Did you want to add something? Yeah, I just want to add something. How much do you guys take into the effect of how much his team respected him? And what I'm talking about specifically (laughs) Mm -hmm. is those tunnel drills. The walk-in and the fingers. And I mean, they, all, the they whole seem team, to be really into it. The whole team does it. But yeah. I'm going to tell you also, right now, you're not going to be finger leader. dancing in Miami or wherever you're going. Like that's Oh, for sure not. No. Not like every team is. Of, I feel like there's a lot of influence from the media on maybe like the, you know, like the way the, the, the relationship ended with Dylan Brooks and maybe his teammates. Ooh, excuse me. Like the, the media was Bless really me. Just, bless, bless you. Bless you. you. Rude. I, was I barely heard. <laughs> no, I, no, honestly, I thought it was like that a That could have been song. anything, Ash. Yeah, yeah, right. But, um. But, yeah, I think the media had a lot to do with, you know, Dylan Brooks really falling off with the Grizzlies, right? Like, I mean, everybody was mad with the way the season ended, I mean, including Dylan Brooks. And I I think because he didn't handle, like, the media stuff the way that he should have, you know, towards the end, um, I think that contributed maybe to how, like, his team – but I think up until maybe that round where they got eliminated, you know, by the Lakers, I think his teammates respected him. And, again, like, this doesn't happen if the Grizzlies win. We're only talking about this. They're only in this predicament because he poked the bear and then got his ass handed to him. If you poke the bear and you won, 
you'd be a hero. Totally. But now you're story. a villain because you poked the bear and we lost. And we didn't just lose. We got our ass handed to yeah. us. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But we'll see. Now, Corey, before we get to the Stephen A. Smith clip, mm-hmm. a lot of people in the chat want to talk about this upcoming fight. Now, I'm not a boxing aficionado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know y'all are into fighting. Absolutely. So let's have this conversation for the people so that we can go ahead and, and give the people what they want. BC in the back, he's going to chime in. I'll sit here and just try to <laughs> dip, dip and dabble. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll ask some questions because mm-hmm. y'all know I'm not a boxing girl like that. Right, I just right. don't. I like I like the the looks and stuff, but uh-huh. I don't. <laughs> I don't know much about the X and O. So well, go well, ahead, tee it up, Corey. Well, well, I'll tell you what. This is going to end in Bud Crawford, Terrence Bud Crawford winning the fight. That's just how I personally feel. Bud Crawford, he's a guy with so much punch power. It, and it's one thing to have punch power, but also have, also have defense. He's a boxer. I mean, both of these guys, they wouldn't have made it to the level that they've made it to if they didn't have defense. But when you talk about two guys – that that do well, you know, on the, on the uh, it sounds like basketball, but on the defensive end, but one punches harder than the other. I mean, you gotta you gotta give it to the to the guy that punches, you know, punches people harder than the other. And then you look at you know common um, opponents. Okay. Both, both of these guys have fought the same guy, Errol Spence. And and don't get me wrong, Errol Spence, great fighter, right? Like great fighter. But they both fought Sean Porter. Errol Spence went to decision. Terence Crawford knocked him out. So I mean, you. I mean, if you consider that off off the top, I mean, you you'd have to lean towards Terrence Crawford. But it's it's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be the fight of the year, in my opinion. Um, who who you got winning this fight, though? Um, I would say, well, first, I'm more of an MMA guy, of course. But of course. Um, off top and knowledge of who I know, I mm-hmm. would definitely go with uh, Terrence. Yeah, I just feel like he just more battle tested. Uh, granted, I'm not taking anything away from Arrow, you know, especially with. The uh, car accident he had a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and just honestly, just making it back to the ring after that car accident, because then he get ejected from the vehicle. Wow, I mean that that'd be a detail I'm learning right now for the first time. I'll it's look crazy. into it. Wow, it's crazy. The whole chat disagrees with you, Corey. They're saying disagrees? Spence is gonna win this one. I don't know. I oh, seen. Wow. I saw Corey. You smart. Maybe I'm just. You know, I, I can't see all of like. You the, can't see the, the hate. Yeah, oh no, I see, I see some that Corey does not know what he's talking about. Oh. So we're looking at a different chat. Yeah, I, but respectfully, I see, I disagree, it Corey. seems like the chat is leaning towards Spence to win this one. Spence? I don't okay. know, man. I mean, I see. Now listen, Bud gonna catch Spence. They, that's the nickname for Terrence Crawford, which Bud, is Bud. Yeah, yeah. So like, I see a mixed review. Listen, I, I watch my film on these guys, right? And like, when I watch fighters, I don't watch the highlights. I watch like the full fights. So mm-hmm. I watch a full, er, multiple full Errol Spence fights. I watch multiple full Terrence Crawford fights. Through the course of a fight, it's like you you just question. You question whether or not Earl Spence starts to lose lose the defense. And I mean, you know, in watching the fighting, you can't lose that. You got to be on top. Of yeah, it. I mean, especially yeah. in boxing, as long as these fights last, that's something that can't go out the window. You got to, you know, especially when you, you start to get tired, can't you cardio? Can't, yeah, you can't. You, one, you got to be on top of your, your cardio, right? But you can't lose. You can't lose that. You can't take punches, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you're fighting a guy like Terrence Crawford, who hits as hard as he does. So that's that. That's my only. That's my only thing. And, I, and you know, to all the people in the chat who watch boxing, if you watch Earl Spence, you know he has a real high guard, right? He keeps his hands up here. It's not good for a guy that knows how to place his punches. Though has a crazy uppercut and a crazy hook. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, from watching MMA, that's that's not a good guard to have. It's definitely not. But the reason why I lean into cardio is because you can't defend. Well, part of defending is moving. 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to just stay there and just mm-hmm. get hit over and over and over again. And that's another so, thing that, that I saw from Errol Spence. He's and he and I respect it. He's not a fighter that's going to back down, right? He's not he's not a fighter that's going to allow you to back him down and whatnot. He's going to be in there. He's going to be fighting. He's going to be slugging and whatnot. But when you're talking about a guy like Terence Crawford again, who knows how to play this, but like this is going this is going to be. I, I hope to, I hope that Errol Spence, you know, does it comes in with a good game plan. That's that's all I'm saying with this because. I, I don't know, man. I think Terrence Crawford got old man strength. That's bro. what I'm saying. You don't want to get hit with one of those hooks from 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 Terrence Bud Crawford. It, it's gonna be an interesting fight. But if I had to put my money on it, if I had to put my money on it, I'm going with Bud Crawford. I'm going with Bud Crawford. Yeah, I'm I'm Crawford all day, man. Yeah, and, I, actually, now now if you just had to take a guess of who you thought was gonna win, I'm going with Spence because that's what the chat's telling me to yeah. go with. Is that right? <laughs> and I'm gonna and I know when I am not knowledgeable in something. And I know when to take the advice of the experts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and pick Spence because the chat is saying that Spence is the person I need to go with. <laughs> so I'm trusting y'all. I never actually like my parents are hu- were huge boxing fans of like when I say were like of old school boxing. Right, right, right. Like my parents used to like go to bars and watch Tyson fight mm-hmm. and and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um. I'm not somebody. Why is JP blowing me up mid-show? <laughs> You're trying to fuel you. JP said Bud is gonna one. win by a late stoppage. Late stoppage. You're about to hold a major L. JP, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> in this. I have no dog in this fight. Hey, I'm man. not placing a bet. I don't know any. I don't know any better. If you tell me Bud, I'll switch my vote right now. I don't right. know. I'm going Spence because the chat's telling me go Spence. I, I, I couldn't Why tell you by the way. Why is the chat going so but, hard for Spence? But my parents are huge boxing fans. Well, were of like mm-hmm. old school boxing. It's just something I never was able to like get into. I don't know. It's something about just like watching. I don't know. Like I can, I really say the only, like I watch the big fights mm-hmm. because it's like what's on and everyone's talking about it and there's right. like fight parties and stuff like that. It's hard for you to really get into it though. But I don't like it. follow it religiously. I'm mm-hmm. a casual boxing watcher. Mm-hmm. Like I know names. Yeah. I can do face to name. Mm-hmm. I know some storylines, yeah. but I only watch like on big fights and when I'm invited to like watch parties. Yeah. But otherwise, like I'm not paying yeah. for the pay per view myself to watch mm-hmm. it. I'm mm-hmm. just actually only watch the main event. I only watch I, the main event. That's yeah. me. I won't. But you know what though? Well, I'm okay with admitting that. That's I'm okay fine. with admitting that. You know That's how they're casual drinkers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a casual boxing, boxing watcher. watcher. The same thing yeah. um with UFC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm a casual I'm a casual MMA UFC watcher. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch L- Let me ask you a McGregor question. McGregor versus whoever. If a fight breaks out in front of you 10 feet away, what do yeah. you do? Do you look away? No, I'm watching. You take your phone out. <laughs> no. Or do you like push people out the way to Just see to it better? Like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, where I'm sitting is where I'm watching. Okay. I'm okay. a real New Yorker. I mind my business. Okay. So she could probably get into fights. I'm not I trying. I thought she would have no, yeah, no, I'm not trying to like film it. That's corny. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to break it up. Not my business. Yeah. I'm not trying to get closer. I'm good right here in my seat. I'm going to eat my food and watch what's transpiring. Now, if it gets a little crazy, mm. I'm probably going to dip because I got too much to live for to mm-hmm. be in a space where something could pop off. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But if it looks like a regular schmegula South Beach, you yeah. know, yeah. Mo- a Memorial Day weekend fight. Oh, right. I'm watching from my seat. Can I get another <laughs> drink, please? Margarita on the rocks. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you said a Miami Memorial Day fight. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sitting hey, here. You know it's, it's I'm sitting here. Oh no, yeah, I'm like I'm like Shorty yeah, in the um. Remember when the when the when the, the Migos uh-huh. that infamous me with DJ Academics? That's this is me. 
Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, the one yeah, that's right. all the way in the back. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. That's too funny. Damn, y'all see what's going on over there? That's crazy. Young men, young men, settle <laughs> down. That's Ashley right there. <laughs> no, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just like, mm, mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. Y'all see this? Mm, oh, mm, well, mm, you should watch mm. this fight then. I think you'll no, enjoy it. No, this is definitely going to be a good fight to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know what I'm also I'll watch noticing? it. I'm going to watch it. Mm. Boxing seems to be doing what UFC has been doing for decades now. What's that? The elite fights. Mm-hmm. The fights that people want to I mean, see we need at this are point. starting to come. Yeah, yeah. because that's, boxing's losing it with the Jake Pauls. No disrespect. But the celebrity boxing is going to We shouldn't be looking away. forward to that, right? We should be looking forward Correct. to real boxing. Exactly. We, we yeah. definitely look more forward to celebrity boxing well, than I think real it's boxing. Get, I think it's getting to that point. Even like the younger fighters, they're starting to get to about 20 wins now. You know what I'm saying? Once yeah. you get to that point, all right, you got to start fighting some of the good boxers. I mean, yeah. we were talking about this in, in pre-production. It's time to see Javante Davis fight Shakur Stevenson. That's who I want to mm-hmm. see fight. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the chat's thought on, on, on that one is. I, I want to see that fight happen. Hey. I, and I hope, that's, I hope that's Javante Davis's next fight, but we'll see. It's great to be undefeated, but... yeah. Every MMA loss is respected. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was a main fight. You know, JP put, probably knows this fight as an MMA fan. Elor, Elor Toporia, and yeah. Josh Emmett was mm-hmm. the main event this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, these are elite fighters, man. Right. And Elor was 12-0 and or 13-0 and going in, which doesn't sound impressive, mm-hmm. but in MMA it's a great record. Right, right. And, like, they put everything on the line. And I think it's just it just adds that extra element to a fight when, when people are willing to put everything on exactly. the line. Because really he's trying does. to get to the belt. He's not trying to pad his yeah. stats. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what these guys are going to do on July 29th. So really looking forward to that one. But moving on. So recently, Gilbert Arenas, he was a guest on the Pat Bev podcast, right? And that they, sounds like, yeah, that's sounds like one hell of an episode. Right? That's, that's, that's a lot. Right? That's a lot to digest. Okay. So, so they had a discussion that was centered around professional athletes mm-hmm. and their, their particular taste in women. <laughs> and Stephen A. Jackson, I mean, Stephen A. Jackson, Stephen A. Smith gave his thoughts on the conversation. And what we're going to do is watch Stephen A.'s video and then we're going to give our thoughts on the situation. So here's the video. There are people essentially asking the question as to why players date women of that ilk, as opposed to women out there doing other professional things, as opposed to being an adult film star or a stripper. And and the answer was to me was that men are visual creatures. We don't give a damn what forum you're in. We covet what we see. And if we like what we see enough, don't abandon me, fellas. Guys turning their head being scared. Don't don't desert me now. It's the truth. But then a former NBA star whose name happens to be Gilbert Arenas, my man Patrick Beverly's podcast, talking about this subject, took a moment. Think about the, the other the other sex that's free between noon and damn seven o'clock. Strippers. Mm. Girls, Instagram models ain't got shit to do in life. Right? All the sophisticated women at work. Now me, I don't think that way. I want to state for the record. Who am I to judge? But the ladies in here, Ashley, Sumatra, Sherry, Laura, they say, not me, not the fellas, just the ladies. They said, Gilbert Arenas has a point because a true professional working woman is busy working. Do you agree with Gilbert Arenas or don't you? I don't know, but the ladies told me I needed to care to present that question to y'all. 
Now there's a lot to unpack here. And I think I, it, for, before we before we unpack hey, this, man, I just want to start off by saying vacation. I just want to start off by saying when he said Ashley, he was right. not talking to me. I was not there yeah, right. during the recording of this <laughs> podcast. Was, Are you sure? I thought that was very ironic. There it was, was off Ashley. camera, so uh, it wasn't me. Okay, okay. <laughs> wasn't me. All right, now we'll look. Take your word. Yeah, now look, now look. I, now where should we start? Right? Should we start with like the particular women that that the the professional athletes tend to gravitate Corey, towards. Corey, I got this for you. Let's start yeah. with Ashley's opinion first. <laughs> yeah, right. We are two men, so uh-huh. let's start with yeah. Ashley's opinion uh-huh. first uh-huh. before the chat eat us up. Right. <laughs> um, it's interesting. This is a conversation I have with my girlfriends often, and not just about athletes, but mm-hmm. you know, men of a particular, I guess, status in general. It, but specifically, I think it applies more to athletes and entertainers mm-hmm. than it does to like hedge fund guys. Okay. Um, it is interesting that you you rarely ever see men in the sports and entertainment world date women who are not from that. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm not talking about like a Savannah James where they met each other in high school and they came up together mm-hmm. or an Aisha Curry like Rarity. and then eventually like you know after they're done, you know, building that um you know family and, and making sure that's good they venture out and do their own stuff. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about women who don't seem to have anything going for them besides their outer appearance Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. seems as though it's easier and this is what i think it is i think it's easier for men when we're talking about athletes and and rappers and things like that to date those women than to date women who have careers and i say that why i say that because when you're dating a woman who has a career and has an education and has things going for her Mm -hmm. you have to work harder for her yeah you know it's not you can't explain Meaning you can't impress her with the things that maybe women who are more superficial are impressed by. Trips aren't going to do it. Materialistic things aren't going to do it because they can afford those things themselves in some way, shape, or form. Maybe you can elevate what they can get Mm -hmm. for themselves, Mm -hmm. but in some way, shape, or form, they're taking care of themselves. They're paying their own rent. They're paying their own car note. They're buying themselves things. They're, you know, going on trips with their girlfriends themselves, and they don't need you for that. Maybe you're doing it at a different level than they are, depending on where that woman is financially, what her job pays, but she's doing it for herself. So that requires you to come to the table with something else. Who are mm-hmm. you as a person? Exactly. What do you communicate about? What are you interested in? Um, what's your family like? What do you want with, to do with your future? Are you compassionate? Are you intelligent? Are you a conversationalist? And I think a lot of the times men of a certain status are accustomed to getting things easy because they've never had to work hard. Think about it. If you're... I'm not going to use him because that'd be a bad example. I'm not going to say Zion. That's whatever. If you're a LeBron <laughs> James, right? And uh-huh. LeBron's happily married, so this is not specifically about him. Mm-hmm. But if you're a LeBron James and you're on every TV screen, you're one of the biggest athletes in the world, you don't have to work hard for women. They come to you and mm-hmm. they're, a lot of them are willing to do whatever it, it takes to be with you. Mm-hmm. So if you meet the anti that, 
and you're accustomed to only having to deal with the women, it's like, all right, I throw you a Chanel and now I own you. Right, right, right. When right. you come across a woman who's like, that's not good enough for me. Right. Like, I don't give a damn about your Chanel. Like, you didn't text me back for three days. Like, mm-hmm. some men rise to that challenge and like, oh, I like her. She's different. And mm-hmm. some men find that to be an annoyance. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know who I am? I don't okay. gotta work this hard for a woman. Why the hell you think I'm gonna work this hard for you? So it depends on the man, but I think a lot of it has to do with ease, the path of least resistance than anything else. Yeah. That's how I feel. No, okay. I mean you make you make great points there, right? Cuz when you're dealing with a woman that has something going for herself, like you said, that can't satisfy all of like those materialistic superficial needs and whatnot. You're now challenged to be the, a better man, right? Exactly. Like you're coming home not to not to just have somebody just to be there to just kind of like fill in that 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 time off the court and whatnot. And like no, you're coming home to somebody who again is going to challenge you to be mm-hmm. a better human being and whatnot. And some guys don't want that right like they don't want to accept that challenge when really that's what we should be doing as men right we should have a woman that should challenge you to be a better man day in day out but you but, should want you, that at least exactly but but we see that guys you know they settle they settle for you know the, the sort of women that, that that we see you know pop up on yeah. on social media and so on and so forth it almost feels like this should be and i hate to put it this way but it's almost mm-hmm. like a timepiece, meaning that like let's say i'm an athlete i'm in i'm 21 and I'm not ready to settle down. So it's like I go through these motions of dating these different women, but you have to be able to remove the emotion and attachment of this is my woman. Yeah. Because you have to understand it's a time. She's enjoying her life. She's doing what she can do right now. You're doing what you can do. And y'all happen to meet in the same room. So now it's just, it's almost like a contract, you know? But it sounds, honestly, when Gilbert was talking, it almost sounded like he was upset, like he fell in love with someone and then they, they crossed them, you know? Well, so I it's think- like. I think what happens a lot of the times is, especially Mm -hmm. when you're, people people seem to equate looks. People fall in love with the the outside package a lot of the times, and I equate Mm -hmm. this to a lot of. Let's be honest, a lot of athletes, a lot of entertainers, once upon a time, were not what they are now. And what I say, what I mean, what I mean when I say that is. A lot of athletes were, or entertainers, were dorks in high school, or they weren't getting the girls that they're getting now, you know, that they have the name, the recognition, mm-hmm. and things like that. Some people get addicted to that. Mm-hmm. You know, some people love that all of a sudden the women they used to fantasize about are now the women in their DMs, like, hey, or liking their photos on Instagram. And mm-hmm. some people get addicted to that. Yeah. And they're unable to differentiate the real from the fake. And we see that a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say. You can't have a beautiful woman who has her shit together. A lot of them exist. Yeah, right. But they're also, re- they're going to require more from you than a woman who's just interested in what you can provide for her financially and materialistically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the difference lies is that men want a beautiful woman or a woman they're attracted to and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that when it comes to women who require effort from them require them to be better require them to maybe think about other people more than themselves require them to you know maybe see things from different perspectives require them to be more considerate to be more compassionate to be you know more understanding to be more of a partnership things like that when you're accustomed to not having to work that hard it's a pattern you have to break and some people don't break it. And some people, when they get older, are like, you know what? 
I'm tired of having these superficial, empty relationships. I want a woman with substance. I want a woman who's not only beautiful, but she has X, Y, and Z. And yeah, she sometimes doesn't deal with my shit, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's because she really wants what's good for me. And this is what we can, we can build on this. Mm -hmm. Some men don't want that. Some men are just like, yo, you're cute. You're pretty. We take good pictures together. Don't talk to me. I'm going to do me. You're going to do you. As long as I'm paying your bills, don't like mm. some men are okay with that. It depends on the person. Some people grow out of it. Some people don't. Yeah. Just to me, that sounds contractual. If there's an understanding, a lot of times it I is contractual. There's a decent relationship there as far as like for that time piece. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we date for two years. You move on. I move on. I got my money. You got your your rent paid for two whatever it is mm -hmm. and then we're done it's transactional. like remove the emotion yeah. and i think you're good and then when you get to that stage yeah. in growth then you can actually you know elevate to a relationship that that yeah. that you know is that back and forth yeah. is that i want to get y'all's thoughts on this though i right? come across that issue all the time with dating yeah. go ahead Glory. Yeah. well well i feel like this is like a misconception with maintaining a good relationship right like people believe that like once you find your person that it's just going to be easy right I, I, and I say that I say it's like a misconception because the reality is, to maintain a good relationship, I, I feel like you have to be disciplined in in, in maintaining yourself, right, and, and making sure that you're the best version of yourself That's, every single day yeah. in that relationship. And the reality of it is, is that you know it you should be wanting to improve every day, and that's something that's not easy per se, right? It's just like relationships. There's always room for growth in a relationship. But I don't think people want to realize that that might not be the easiest thing. Like that, it might it's not, not be easy. It, it's like being in a healthy relationship. It sounds crazy, but it's hard. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to continue to maintain that. But people, I think, shy away from a challenge often, right? Absolutely. And that's why relationships don't work because you're not you're not willing and able to mm -hmm. really go through some of those hard and challenging things. I have this issue all the time with dating. You know, personally, is you know, I'm somebody who is educated, went to college, I did well, I have my own career, I mm -hmm. have my own money, I pay for my own car. If I want to go shopping, I can take myself shopping. Mm -hmm. When I go on vacations, I pay for them. So from a financial standpoint, yeah, you can buy me a gift mm -hmm. and it will be appreciated. It's not like if you hand me a Chanel, I'm going to be like, I don't want it. Right, right, right. But I'm, you're not going to get my soul for it. You're not going to mm -hmm. get me to lower my standards. You're not going to get me to, um, you know, turn away from my morals because mm -hmm. you bought me a Chanel. Because right. at the end of the day, I don't need you to buy that for me. Mm -hmm. If I want to get one, I can go get one. Mm -hmm. So while it's nice to have somebody financially who can either take care of you or spoil you every now and then, it's not, you know, women who don't need it are gonna, it's not gonna be enough for them. Mm -hmm. Women who don't value those things and put them on the top of their list of priorities are not, it's not going to be enough for them. For me personally, I've had guys who I've gone on dates with and they thought that taking me out to a nice restaurant and whining and dining and all this stuff was enough to like get in my pants. And I'm like, skirt, mm. we just met. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know you from a so hole in the wall. Like you taking me out to dinner and whining and dining me is part of courting me. That's what you're supposed to do. That doesn't mean that you get anything from mm -hmm. me in return. You're supposed to be doing that because you are interested in Development. developing something mm -hmm. with me if it's you're doing that because you think you got to do the bare minimum i'm the wrong girl yeah. for that yeah and i think that a lot of especially and i don't think it's just athletes i think men in, across the board because social media has made it so easy to dispose of people mm -hmm. that 
if you come across a woman who requires you to do a little bit more and put a little bit more work in, most guys, if able, and they have enough girls in their DMs, but it's too much work. I'm going to slide in this girl's DMs. I'm not even mm -hmm. dealing with you no more. Yeah. So you lack relationships of substance. And I think that's that's the sad part because I think when relationships are built on real foundations, they're amazing. Exactly. They're yeah. incredible. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you ain't willing to see me at the bottom and be with me there, I don't think I want to see you at the top. Yeah, man. You know? Like I think that's you got to go to the bottom bottoms with me. Hopefully we don't have to, but I'm just saying like mm -hmm. that's – that's that. I don't. I I'm glad I ain't in this generation of dating yeah. pools. So like, yeah. I'm it happy ain't fun. Where I'm at. Me and Corey out here in these single y'all struggling out here. It ain't fun <laughs> out here. It is. It's not. DMs it is and missed uh -uh. calls and. <laughs> I like kinda. I I like casually have like ventured here and there. I don't know about you, Corey, but like mm -hmm. I've casually ventured here or there into like dating. Um, I guess they're called apps. Yeah, dating, oh, apps? dating apps. Yeah, yeah. dating apps. Mm -hmm. They're terrible. Yeah, no. Like I download I it for like a week, and then I'm like, I can't do this. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. No, like I just can't. You might have to I wipe have, your phone clean after you download. That I app. can't do the dating <laughs> apps. Like the DMs. I probably have a bunch of DMs that I don't mm -hmm. even like. For all I know, my husband's probably in my DM somewhere. But I'm so like yeah. numb to the whole DM thing that I don't even open them. Would you uh, prefer a real life meeting? Yes. That's literally what I was always. Yeah. Yes. I would. I mean, we just. I'm asking only because we do live in a time where that's prevalent like yeah. people actually dm before they even no like, no nah, i hope so, i hope mine's happens like the old-fashioned way from being honest like you just walking just back bump into the, to her. Yeah, like just bump into the like starbucks <laughs> yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. was this yours yeah, i'm like, so sorry y'all like get the same drink line, like a, like an like item falls on the floor i pick it up I Corey, that's on, so rom-com like a yeah like like a rom-com movie or something like that we'll but you know what like i feel like even if somebody were to approach me via dm like I've I've dated guys who like have slid in my DMs, mm -hmm. but their energy in person was like they it was work like it was weird, right? No, the energy oh. in person was they came at me with even better energy oh, in okay. person. Well, so I'm not that, saying that you can't happens. meet people via mm -hmm. DM. Yeah. But if you're gonna meet me DM and then like half ass our meeting in person, it's mm -hmm. like that's I wouldn't even want to be Ashley. To sift through those DMs, no, they're they're like, gross. To find one decent guy must be like I've no, I'm <laughs> like really like I'm so numb to DMs. Can. I've gotten uh -huh. some DMs that are just like things that I didn't ask to see. If you catch my drift, <laughs> and it's just like oh, it's a lot. No, it's a lot. It's not. That's it's, what I was speaking. It's not to even funny. Like, it's honestly a not even funny. DMs uh, is like I toxic even, honestly, energy. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. It's just toxic energy, yeah. but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not even funny. Yeah, me, me and Wu DMs drive. We good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. how about we talk about some sports? <laughs> right. Y'all want, want to talk about some sports? Yes, now? please. Uh, I think the audience might want us to. Yeah, relationship talk for the day. Well, like I said at the top of the show, we saw some wild trades take place last week. It was like literally right after we, we went off air. But uh, one of the first that took place was the Washington Wizards acquiring Jordan Poole via trade from the Warriors. So that the, the full details of that trade, the Warriors receive, of course, Chris Paul. Wizards receive Jordan Poole, a 2030 first round pick, and also a 2027 second round pick. Ashley, you think Washington is a good situation for Jordan Poole? I mean, no, but <laughs> just because the uh, the Wizards aren't, I don't know what the Wizards are doing. Like, I don't. Mm -hmm. They're they're clearly rebuilding. Right. Right. Um. So. Is it a good situation for him for the fact that he is no longer in Golden State and doesn't have to deal with Draymond? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Individually, right? It's like maybe a good situation uh, indi individually. individually, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, professionally, I don't 
it's not like it's a great situation. It's not like this is going to be a winning team. I mean, he's went, he went from the dynasty Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. to the Washington Wizards. Professionally, mm-hmm. it's a downgrade. Right. Um, but he's young. Mm-hmm. The Wizards, you know, are in a rebuilding era. Um, so there's upside there for him. And yeah. again, he may get back to the Jordan Poole we first fell in love with because he no longer has to deal with all the extraness what of thinking. what that locker room in Golden State is like. So for that situation, I'll say personally, yes. Professionally, not yet. Yeah, because do you remember what level Jordan Poole was playing at? Like for the, sure. Like That's what got him paid. Last? Oh, my gosh. They said, so I saw a meme that said when Jordan Poole arrives on the Wizards, he's going to average 40, 10, and 10. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> just because, no, like, well, he's, now, he's, now about. he's the number one guy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what I'm talking saying. about. I think Jordan Poole could easily be a 25-plus, you know, point-per-game score. If, Easy. If we be, if we being Easy, real. Because, yeah. yeah, now he's not on a team. I mean, he was a 20-point-per-game score on a team with up. Steph yeah. Curry and Klay Thompson. So, I mean, let's be honest. Now he's the number one option. In Washington, I think he's a dude. Like I said, twenty-five points per game. We we'll, we're we're gonna see Jordan pull from from two years ago with the with the craftsmanship, the yeah. the shot creating ability. Like he was on pace. I, I I'd be honest, he was on pace to being one of my f- more favorite players in the NBA. I I, I could honestly say that. No, I agree he, completely. I think it's gonna be great for him professionally as an individual. Team wise, I don't think much is to be expected of what this team's gonna look like. Yeah, fair um, fair we enough. don't even know what's gonna happen with Kuzma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you don't know what this team is going to look like. It's going to be a shell of what the team was last season. Mm-hmm. Professionally, though, it's definitely going to be the fire under Jordan Poole that he needs to kind of get back to the Jordan Poole that we first fell in love with. Yeah. So in that situation, it's good for him. Mm-hmm. It's just he's it's it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment going from a team that wins consistently and right. constantly like the Warriors, and now you're in Big Washington. and it has to make it happen. You, you, gonna, you're going to have to work a little bit harder, Jordan. He's going to be, trying to, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> gonna be, gonna he's be little, working every night. Now, right. do you think they keep Kyle Kuzma now and re-sign Kyle Kuzma? Does Kyle Kuzma even want to be there? Right. Did you guys I mean, hear but BC? Maybe, maybe with the well, – yeah, you know, I, I love that. I was going to ask BC too. Do you think, do you think uh, they try to keep Kuzma and maybe bring in like another big man maybe? Yeah, I think they try to keep – I think they tried to keep Kuzma, build it around Poole. Poole got his yeah. own team now. So, yeah. you know. Do y'all automatically look, think Poole goes over Kuzma like that? Even though Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I, I, if we're talking about just like talent, you know, like what, like what both of them okay. are capable of, I think, yeah, Jordan Poole's your number one. Your number one. And then, you know what I love, too? I love, in my opinion, I love the addition of Tyus Jones. I think Tyus Jones was a guy who yeah. was looking for like a bigger opportunity. He was playing with the, the Memphis Grizzlies, and he was a guy that always brought a spark off the bench. So now that he's in a, you know, like in a starting role, BC, I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, he's a great facilitator and he has a three-point shot. He's like the ideal yeah. point guard. Yeah, in, in I don't think they're going to be bottom dwellers, no. really. I think no, they're yeah. going to right. be able to like tread water. They'll be able to kind of like mm-hmm. keep themselves afloat mm-hmm. with the squad and see what other moves that they do during the summertime, yeah. shit like that. Because look, 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 uh, look at their starting lineup. I'm actually not sure. Can we pull up like their roster from last year? Because I'm not sure who their four and their five is. Yeah, we're talking you. about. I mean, if we're it talking was, about, it was KP right. and damn, who they have at the five? Yeah, I, I'm just not sure who their center is because if we're talking. If we're talking about a front court with Daniel with Gafford five, and Jay Huff, those are the and Taj Gibson. Those are their centers. Who? Daniel Gafford, Gibson? Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson and like Jay Huff. Too. He's not even really Taj, Taj Gibson's Gibson still there? Is, well, this was last year. I'm asking oh, last okay. year. Yeah, Taj Gibson's yeah. kind of like a forward, so he's kind of helping, you know, in that in that sense. But, yeah, but he's all he's But Tyus really Jones, Jordan Poole in your backcourt. You got Kyle Kuzma who's, you know, who, who you can keep in your in your front court. 
um, like I said, I think that's where they need to probably, that's where they need to address, you know, their roster. I'd say, you know, like the power forward center position. But we're talking about a team that, that could potentially be, you know, to be a problem. I'd say maybe like a like a playing team. I think they would be a playing team. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't see this being a playoff team. I don't see it being a bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. Um, it's gonna be interesting though because they run the risk of being in a problem where they're not gonna be bad enough to get a lottery pick. Yeah, right. But they're not gonna be good enough to be a contender. Being a middle of the ground team sometimes is the freaking worst yeah, because yeah. like it prevents you from building through the draft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's going to be interesting what the game plan is from that perspective. Like, how are they going to build this team out mm -hmm. when I personally believe they're not going to be bad enough to get a lottery pick? Yeah. Well, they owe us. They owe us a pick, though. That is true. And, and, and who's us again? I think the New York Knicks. The, <laughs> the New York Knicks. New York Knickerbockers. Yeah, you Knickerbockers. owe us a pick, they, they beloved. Pick. So they, that's they, that's so. one less in your chamber. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting how they are able to combat that situation. Yeah. Like, how do you build when Jordan Poole's taking up thirty-two million dollars a year? Thirty-four by the end. And, and of you have contract. to resign Kuzma because Kuzma's asking for some more. I'm not sure what Tyus Jones's contract looks like, but yeah, no, they need to they need to address the front court. So yeah, but I, I want to shift gears to the Warriors. Let's talk to Warriors now. Do you think it was the better move? You know, do you think this is the right move to move away from Jordan Poop as opposed to Draymond Green, Ashley? Yeah, I mean, I think you had to keep that group together, and we said this. I said You're this. I've to been the big three, right? Yeah, there. I've been yeah. saying this. Um, there was no way that you could keep Jordan Poole and Draymond together at this point. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they were able to win, mm -hmm. you would say, okay, yeah, they hate each other, but they can play with each other. And yeah. that's the most important thing. Y'all don't have to be buddies. Y'all don't have to be best men at each other's weddings. Yeah. But you can play. You can win together. And that's all we care about. Do I really look it like be him? It became evident. No. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you, I didn't cut out the eyes I cut you off, and the nose. Really like, I say yes. Really like, bro? No. You Why? Because your so? lights. You don't think I look like because these lights fade. Like <laughs> I get that. Tur okay, turn much, this man. way. Turn, turn this way, Corey. We're we gonna go back to the graphic. Yeah, and Can then let's go back to the graphic. All right, he boom. Does we got not Corey. Look like Seth Curry. They, oh my! Like, come on. <laughs> that looked kind of crazy, didn't it? When it, when it maybe if he didn't have home. to fade. I'm not saying visually, but like if you take his eyes and nose out, I think we got a chance here. I want to hear what the chat say. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. I couldn't. I couldn't stop it. Stop. Stop it, five. Um, no, but going back. I think you had to make a decision with Draymond and Jordan. It was mm -hmm. inevitable. They can't play together. It became evident. Um, the trade for me was a little odd that they took on Chris Paul's contract. I Yeah. I don't really know. I'm 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 a little perplexed by the the Chris Paul to the Warriors thing. I don't 100% get it. You have Steph Curry. Mhm. Mm I don't believe in it. Chris Paul can't even play a full season. Yeah. You didn't get younger in that aspect. At all. You got older with already an aging big three. Yeah. Well, <sighs> well I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a little. I think, they saved, I think they saved a little bit of money. They saved a little money. bit of cash, but they yeah, didn't, they Paul, didn't, yeah. did they get better? Yeah, that's my question. And, and uh, my, another question I have too is, why? Why do they feel that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson need another facilitator? You know, like that's my thing. Like I think Chris Paul, his strength is facilitating. Um, you know, at the age that he is, 
he's not contributing much from like a scoring aspect. So why, like why, like I, I just don't understand how this works. And are all of them in a starting lineup? BC, what do you think? Are you think all of these guys are in a starting lineup? No, 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 no. I think I think Chris Paul is gonna come off the bench. I yeah. think that's what they got him for. They come off, give uh, Steph Curry some time to like come off the court. They can. Uh, what do you call stagger them mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of that shit. But I think that he, I don't know, he's not starting. Where is he starting? But here's my question mm-hmm. is I, I get what they, I get the trade from a salary standpoint because they did free up some money. They did free up some cap space. Get mm-hmm. that. Great. Perfect. Check mark that. Awesome. I don't understand what this does for the team. Like I get the financial aspect of it. But in terms of okay, another facilitator, Chris um, does do Steph Curry and Clay Thompson need the help? But we're talking about Chris Paul who can't play a full season. Right. So you you have a player you can't even really play. You have to be strategic in how you play him mm-hmm. because if you play him too much when you actually need him, he'll ninety nine point nine percent be unavailable. Mm. Right. So I don't see how that relieves any pressure off of Steph and Clay. When for the most part, most of the season, they're going to have to play the same amount of minutes because you have to be strategic in how you implement Chris Paul because you need him when you want him, which Mm. is in the postseason. I don't really understand the logic here. I'm confused. He doesn't have to play as much during the season. They can kind of, but that doesn't relieve any pressure off of Steph and Clay. They still have to play that much. Right, it's a circle. Left scoring (laughs) in the rotation now, and also I don't see. I'm I'm here looking at the numbers. I don't see any break. He's getting thirty million, thirty point eight million dollars next year from uh, Golden State, and Jordan Poole's getting twenty seven point forty four from Washington. So where's but the break? Over, over the life over the life of the contract. It's the, that's the length yeah, of the contract. Well, no, I'm, that's probably where I'm only speaking money. of th- that Next year. year. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's what they're speaking to. I guess they're saying that they save money over long over term, long term long but term. not next yeah. year. Yeah. But you Again, point, I'm not, I don't even care about the money. Like I don't at this point yeah, like the money saying, whatever. Clear, clearly the Warriors live in the luxury tax. They don't give a damn. That's awesome. You like it, I love it. They don't Chris Paul is not going – if you want Chris Paul in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you're going to have to load manage him. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, means that you did not benefit Clay and Steph during the regular season at all. And like you said, you left them with now less scoring that can be implemented night in and night out because we keep talking about the Chris Paul thing, which is a very much – it's a real situation. If they're if they got Chris Paul with the intent like we don't need him until the playoffs, okay, great. But now where's your additional scoring coming from? Because Jordan Poole's gone. Yeah. Jordan Poole had a terrible year last year. Get it? But Jordan Poole still at his best gave you twenty points per game, mm-hmm. and he could play every single night or every other night. And he's yeah. mad young. Chris Paul can't do that. Right. So now where's that where are you filling right. that gap yeah. is where I'm confused. Look, so let me present trade. let me present trade. this hypothetical for you though. Right? Because on the Suns it made sense, right? You you want Chris Paul in the game to close the game cuz he's he has the the you know the experience and whatnot. He's a good facilitator, but that works with the lineup that the Suns have because you just got two natural scorers in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. But you look at this Warriors lineup, it's Steph Curry, right? Another point guard. So he's somebody who absolutely needs to be in at the end of the game and bringing the ball up, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He need his hands, his, the ball needs to be in his hands late game. So you bring in a guy like Chris Paul, he's typically a guy you would want to use at the end of the game. But if you mm-hmm. look at the personnel on the Warriors, he's sitting on the bench, if you ask me. 
at the end of the game, in, in an end game situation. And this is why it doesn't make sense. When this happened right after last week's show, mm -hmm. and we talked about it, 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 we were talking about like who's who's playing what. Like yeah. this doesn't make sense. And when I think by the time I got home, they waived the trade to trade them all. Because remember, I was telling you, I think they're gonna get rid of Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. Like this is just like a, I forget the proper term, but like a piece in chess. Yeah. You know, to move uh -huh, something uh -huh, else. Uh -huh. When they said they waived it, I'm like, yeah. okay, what are we doing here? Uh -huh, uh -huh. You have Steph Curry, ten years older, basically. Uh, I mean, not as good a shooter, but. Um, I don't know. I, I'm with Ashley. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I'm with Ashley. I don't, it just I don't believe it. It doesn't make sense. I mean, now, Another granted, piece. if this team is – right now, currently, this team's mm -hmm. only going to be about a fifth or a sixth seed because they lost a chunk of scoring. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul's not going to play every single game. He's not. So if they're banking on the fact, okay, whatever, fifth, sixth seed, we get Chris Paul back for the playoffs, I guess it makes sense. But in Would terms of – Would you trade of, a piece? Would you trade uh, Clay Thompson for some pieces on your squad? No. Because Steph, Steph could play off the ball. Steph can play. He's a shooter, like right? So CP3, I'm just, you know, playing devil's yeah. advocate no, here. No, for sure. CP3 can handle. Steph can do all the things, move around, shoot the ball. Steph is most Maybe. is most dangerous without the ball in his hand, though. He is. He is. Which, the, which like is why it also doesn't make sense that you have Chris Paul and you can't use him as a facilitator on the court with um with him because he can't play a full game. He, he can't, can't play run that fast. He can't yeah. play. <laughs> well, well, all right. If, if, like you said, if you're playing devil's advocate and Chris Paul is in the game, you guys make a good point. Like, Steph Curry is dangerous, you know, with, you know, like, Without the ball in his hand, that's right? when he's his most dangerous. Of course, of course. But I feel like at the same time, though, you know, like you're losing, you're you're missing out on 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 a lot of scoring opportunities without him really controlling that offense. Though, you know what I'm saying? If you add another point guard into that equation, it's just like sometimes you know he might not be Chris Paul might not be looking to get the ball to Steph Curry each time. Maybe he wants to he wants to incorporate Andrew Wiggins. I feel like he'll just potentially mess up that dynamic on the Warriors. That's just my opinion. Well, because, he's there. So. Because I feel like, I feel like, I know, right? It's, it's already too late. Well, I wanted to ask you guys also, like, do you think that the Warriors might potentially trade him off? Yeah. I think they that's, have to. I think that's I a think possibility. So. Chris Paul? Yeah. They've already said that they they have no interest in trading him off this really? year. That they're going to well, keep him. I mean, him. by mid-season I mean, trade, right? I, hey, the Warriors said that they had no interest in trading Jordan trade, Poole too, though. No, we all knew that Jordan Poole thing was coming. Trade him <laughs> off for who, though? I would like another position, you know, like like another like another like a small four. Yeah, or another team that needs him. Another team that I mean, may need that him needs a facility. The thing is, is right. like the thing. Well, the Warriors would have to pay him, right, Chris Paul, if they were to trade him off. Um, I don't think. Or that, can they? Yeah. Well, it's aggregated, so yeah, they right. would pay him. You know, whenever they trade him, the other team is responsible for the, rest I don't, of the contract. I don't see what Correct. team takes that takes the rest of that contract. Right. I know. Yeah. I don't. He might have found his. Last, I'm surprised last the Warriors took it. Yeah. So like I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't see. And then also think about it this way: Chris Paul didn't want to be traded. Chris Paul wanted to go back to L.A. Mm -hmm. He's somewhat. He's in the state of California. That's what I'm like. I does he allow? Does he even allow himself to get traded? I mean, is it up to him? Is he even going to be okay <laughs> if he gets traded? At this point? And he's already been traded twice. You know, like I, mean, I, I don't know. For 25 years. Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, well, look, I want to talk some of the other trades that were, you know, that took place last week, too. You know, Chris Paul, we've kind of already delved into that. Bradley Bill, Kristaps Porzingis, and then you got Marcus Smart, right? I want to know who, who really benefited the most out of these four guys. Who finds themselves in the best situation right now? Thank you for having his hair turn blue. All oh, right, that was a cool guy. I know, I know people will say Phoenix, but that's not the right answer, yeah. especially now that they're keeping DeAndre Ayton. Go they're, in order, Ash. They're back in the exact same situation they were with one additional piece, which is just idiotic how you can make <laughs> the same mistake twice. I'm very perplexed by the Phoenix Suns right now. Right. I don't understand how <laughs> you think. <laughs> like, it's it's funny because it's so ridiculous. Like, it's, it's funny because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How the hell... Did you think that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant with no bench mm-hmm. was going to win a chip and say, let's rectify this. Let's bring in Bradley Beal. <laughs> let's keep DeAndre in and still have no bench and, and run it back. Strip, You're literally, literally yeah. taking Bradley Beal and putting him in Chris Paul's place and you have the exact same starting four. <laughs> yeah. Well, minus one more. Obviously, it's a starting five. You have the same big four or big three plus one yeah. that you did last year yeah. still with no bench yeah. how the hell do you think that's going to work for you and, yeah well, you're in the exact that, same situation wasn't there a team that destroyed their picks till 2030 yeah they they have no control phoenix over, right yeah yes phoenix uh, that's crazy they got yeah. seven years to no con- get a pick. it's yeah. insane that you they made the same mistake twice mm-hmm. yeah they i right. gave them the benefit of the doubt because i was like you know what if you flip deandre and you can get some you can get some depth there Absolutely. Right. Right, right because okay bradley beal chris a uh, bradley beal K, um kevin durant devin booker is a nice little solid starting is a nice little solid big three mm-hmm. if you can take deandre and flip him yeah. and get some players in return you have depth. That's right. what's up. Yeah, I don't know what the logic was behind keeping Now him. the report comes out, we're going to keep DeAndre in. You are literally in the exact same situation you were last year. I think that's Cap. Yeah. You think that's Cap, BC? Yeah, I don't think they stick, I don't think they stick with Aiden. They, need they to just said they moves. weren't keeping him. They yeah, they, these he teams say, say a lot of Cap things. On that. They say a lot it's of always things. always a trend deadline, you know right? I mean? It's always something. Yeah, they're telling you that because they don't want you to – they don't want to seem – desperate to get off of, of of a player so they're going to tell you ah oh, we're going to keep him mm-hmm. uh you know we plan to have him here long term no you think that he creates has to more go. of a demand he for a player when they when they announce stuff like that say it again what? Say I said, that I said, again? you think that like creates more of a demand for a player when they say no nah, we're keeping him we're keeping him yeah they're playing chess no he for still sure has a highlight video it's <laughs> not going to do anything i watched deandre 
Aiton's like highlights and he definitely needs to step it up. Yeah, he needs to be more aggressive for a center. Yeah. But I mean, who am I? I ain't seven feet, you know. Yeah. But it just it just comes across as very what's another word for soft? Yeah, <laughs> like, not, just not aggressive. Just not, not aggressive, aggressive for the position in the then role. Boston, then we just talk about Boston doing the hype video and all of that, and then hours later trading away Marcus Smart. Yeah, correct. So, well, let, well, let's talk about Boston. It, it, I want to talk about Boston right now. Um, will Porzingis prove to be the missing piece for the Celtics? Do you think that that addition of Porzingis is going to get them over the hump and, and bring a title to Boston? Ashley, what you think? <sighs> is him or Al Horford starting? That's my question. No, Porzingis starting. He's starting, right? Yeah, he's starting. So Al For- Horford would probably be a power forward? Well, that's a good question. No, he's right? going to be the five. Probably. I just don't. Yeah, because I have I have Porzingis PTSD, so like I may be the wrong person to ask. I just don't. I don't see how this works. Mm. I don't see how it makes them drastically better. I see from a scoring standpoint, from a rebound standpoint, he can be on the boards. I see all that. The man doesn't play defense. Yeah. I know that firsthand. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not saying this because I'm a casual KP watcher. I I've lived this. Mm-hmm. It was my life. I've experienced this. I know uh, him well. Right. He doesn't play defense. So I don't see how this makes them a championship contender. Mm-hmm. Does it make them does it make them better? Yeah, because you do have now another scorer, you do have rebounds, you do have someone who get those boards. He's also fragile. So if you can get him, if you can get him for the entire season, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm willing to bet you probably won't. He misses a good portion. He misses a good portion. One thing about Al Horford that you can depend on yeah. is his, his commitment to the defense. And availability. And his availability. <laughs> yeah. Those are two things that you don't get from Chris Stapp Porzingis. So you traded those. You, I mean, Al Horford's still there, but you basically gambled those two things for points per game, mm-hmm. which is great if he's playing. Yeah, right. I'm – I don't – I don't – I personally, I don't love the trade. I don't get it. I don't really think it makes them drastically better. I personally don't think it's what they needed. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred to see them go after a – Point guard, and I know people say, "Oh, yeah, they I have agree. Malcolm." Um, what's his last name well, again? They, well, oh no, he Brogdon. wasn't included in that trade. That's right. What's uh, his he, name? Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but he's not the point guard you, I'm no, referring he's not, to. He's not Let's. The starting point he's guard. not the point. Derek White is not the starting point guard I'm referring to. I don't understand how they didn't go after that. Yeah, that's what. That's they my confusion. That's what they needed here. All right. Well, let's talk about a team that was involved in that trade, and that team is the Memphis Grizzlies. I want to know with a healthy, healthy, you know, with the healthy Memphis Grizzlies, are they a team to watch for next season? We're talking about a healthy Stephen Adams, uh huh, right? You a, a John Morant once John Morant's back in the rotation uh-huh. and back from suspension. We're talking about a Marcus Smart. This team can, I think, this team could be a problem because if because if you really look at it, they just replaced Dylan Brooks with a Marcus Smart who can really contribute on the offensive end of the floor. That was probably the one thing that Dylan Brooks lacked. So you basically just – and they're just as good on the defensive end of the floor, Marcus mm-hmm. Smart and Dylan Brooks. So you just added scoring. We're talking about a team that was the number, you know, number two seed in the, in the West last year. I think the Memphis Grizzlies might be a problem with this addition with, uh, you know, of Marcus Smart. What do you think? If they can stay out of their own way. Yeah. Remember, he was depoy 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so. and then you got you got Jaron Jackson. I, I forgot to mention him, Jaron Jackson. He just but won. Defense if they can stay out of their own way, if they can mature. If they can mature, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll definitely be a problem next year. They definitely got better. I mean, Marcus Smart is is. What, what, and I think Definitely that's a great guy to is, bring into the locker room. Marcus right? Smart is level-headed. He's a true vet. He's a better shooter than Dylan Brooks. He doesn't um, make more points, though. Huh? I thought he would make more points. Dylan Brooks made 14.3 last year, and Marcus made 11.5. I mean, well, the numbers don't tell the yeah. true story, though. Marcus, that's true. You, you Marcus Smart is a lot more um, influential on the in, in the development of a game and the outcome of a game than I feel Dylan Brooks is. The points don't always like, tell, the stats don't always tell the true story. Makes the shot when it matters. And, yeah. and his big mm-hmm. games, his big games come when when they need it, when the Celtics needed yeah. it, right? When Jason right. Tatum and Jalen Brown was off, his then moments, Marcus Smart right. would know. All right, I need to pick up the slack from the, from the scoring standpoint. Yeah. So that's that's what I like about Marcus Smart. He can also turn on his scoring ability. Mm-hmm. You know, his distribution distribution powers are crazy. Yeah, like, you saw yeah. it in the playoffs. I think he started he's getting a, that's really what I'm good. Saying. I think he's a great addition to this Memphis Grizzlies team because that's really what they need. When John Morant's in his scoring mode, all right, now Marcus Smart can be the facilitator. And then sometimes, you know, John Morant's in his facilitating mode. Well, great. Marcus Smart's a guy who can score when he needs to. I'd be interested yeah. to know what his points per game was in the playoffs because I'd say I feel like he was he was more of a contributor in the playoffs. And when it I mattered. wouldn't say he's a better. I 14. wouldn't say he's a scorer. He's a better shooter. Shooter, yeah, right. He's yeah. a shooter. But in, in the NBA nowadays, yo, give me give me you know nine points from three. I I, I need that. He was a uh, fifteen points per game in the playoffs. Marcus yeah, Smart. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, like, like that was a good point that you made there. Actually, he is a good three-point shooter. So, yeah. You know, he he brings shooter, that. not scorer. But yeah, 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 he brings that to the Grizzlies. I mean, and also he could be that leadership that maybe Jaw needs. Right. Jaw's the X factor right. here. Right. You know, the team revolves around him. Yeah, what he does he will either yeah. elevate the team or bring them down. It is going to be difficult. You know, he's out for a quarter of the season mm-hmm. when the season starts. Um, they play in the West. The West is going to look a lot different. I mean, you have the reigning champs. You have the Suns, who I think in the regular season will be a good team. In the playoffs, they're going to run into some issues. But during yeah. the regular season, they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, the Lakers are going to look different. I think that even the Clippers with the disarray of Ka- Kawhi Leonard, and if they keep Paul George, the goat. that's a team. The GOAT. <laughs> That's a team that you we'll have to. That in a little bit. That's a team that you also have to look out for. Um, not necessarily to be a contender, but they're a team that will win games and give you a hard time. Yeah. Um. So they they have they have the Warriors. Obviously, they're going to be a lot better next season. So the fact that they're missing a quarter of the season without their star is going to be a little bit of a hole. Huge, huge. Um, Do you think he does any uh, low management then? Who? John, nah, he tries like if I'm starting nah, the season he, 25 games down, I don't think I want. No, to he's nah, not. He he's he's through. he's coming full throttle yeah, once he gets out. That's suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he should. He's 23 years old. Like, yeah, right, what right. do you need load management for? Yeah, if like, these players he be low. Play every single yeah, game. like I'm looking at his uh, every year. He's the highest number no. of games he's played is 67. Game 26, he'll be back on that court playing 45 <laughs> minutes. He is 26 tw- through 82. He is 23 years old. He doesn't need load management. He's going to be having game checks. He's going to be having uh, you know, make up for. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not doing load management. He's gonna look like the the monsters when he comes back <laughs> you're gonna be dunking crazy shooting all kinds of stuff yeah he's not, he's like, not. Like, like i said i think the, the grizzlies are gonna be a fun team to watch like especially with brandon clark coming back he was somebody that, that they missed all last year too which who was a factor you know one, one at the beginning of the season even that, that year prior so for um, me though they're never a team that you worry about during the regular season it's always the playoffs that you wonder 
can they handle the limelight? Can they yeah. handle the change of the game? Can they handle the pace of the game? That seems to be where they struggle. Yeah. The regular season, it's, it's a cakewalk for right, them. Right, 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 you know, right. they just go out there, they hoop, they play basketball. But it's the regular seat, it's the playoffs mm -hmm. that you really start to see that they're inexperienced. You, yeah. That's where you start to see that they um, start to crumble. Mm -hmm, also, right. I hope that when um, Ja comes back, one of the things I hope he's working on during this offseason and you know during his suspension is his the way he plays. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is he can't continue the the way that he plays basketball. He's not going to have a long career. Mm -hmm. He is way too aerobatic with like circus tricks with the basketball. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are times where, when they were playing the Lakers, he was flying into LeBron. Yeah. Like it's it, you can't play yeah, like that. Like you are not only are you going to get hurt, but you're not going to have a long career. Yeah. He needs to bring that under control. Mm -hmm. He needs to change the way that he plays the game. The team mm -hmm. revolves around him. The team needs him to be healthy. Yeah. Not only that, but he needs to be healthy to have a long career. He plays basketball so recklessly mm -hmm. and you can't you can't do that. Yeah. Like you at this stage in the game, you can't do that. Yeah. It, it's very I don't want him to get rid of it completely. Right, 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 right. Because but that's he's, what makes he's, John Moran. Right, right, right. But he's got to tone it down a little bit. Just it's a, a little, bit. it's a little bit. Yeah. Over the top. Exactly. For the yeah. sake of bones just ain't much made out of rubber band, bro. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. Something's yeah. gonna happen. You keep doing. What that. was the play where it was during the Lakers game? And yeah. his this was already remember his, his hand, hand was, was already up. messed up. Exactly he about. went flying into LeBron, and mm -hmm. if LeBron didn't, if LeBron moved, it was over for him. Yeah. LeBron ate it. Yeah. Pause. Pause. Yeah. Pause. Is that a pause? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It was a pause. Moment. Okay. Was whatever. It? I don't think so. LeBron. Hey, we're not gonna repeat. I don't know. LeBron. LeBron. I think. Le I don't think LeBron moved. I think uh -huh. he. I think he took. Yeah. That allowed it. Like he kind of like um absorbed. He absorbed kinda, it. Absorbed right. He absorbed John the impact. Moran, and then yeah, and it kind of made the impact with a little the ground, less. Not right. Bad. Yeah. If LeBron wanted to be like, oh no, nah, and step to the side, That's what I'm he was oh, going man. flying into yeah. the base that of the jet. He, he tried to break his fall with his bad hand too. It was just a disaster. I'm like, yo, John, chill. It's chill, chill out, John. bro. Like, they show him a highlight reel of NBA injuries. Remember, like Paul George injury. That was insane how he had no, that but there's well, even, no, there's but even as parts. Athlete, that's the last thing you want. There's to do even the parts like simple layups. He goes like these circus tricks and just like throws his body mm -hmm. into it mm -hmm. and like falls on his back and it's like it's not necessary. I feel good. Yeah, like I mean, it looks good. It looks good the, while you're young, but I see right. how that turned out. The court him. is right. not it. made of rubber. No, at all. It's, it's, it's a hard, hard surface. Yeah, like hard, literally in the name, yeah, yeah. Not not something you want to be landing on from them heights too. You know how yeah. from, no, to and with it's no control. Right, right. No control. It's yeah. not even like it's like a baby fall. He's falling from like ten feet <laughs> in the air almost. Right, right, yeah. 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 And I'm just like, can you not? His explosiveness comes out of Iverson. How that worked out. <laughs> not only that but i think also what's problematic about jaw's game when because he plays like that is he's ignored other aspects of his game the mid-range the three-point ball right so what happens is it gets predictable when it's in the clutch and you're down and you know you're down the stretch and the grizzlies are down or whether they're up and and jaw has the ball in his hand you know exactly what he's going to do mm -hmm. he's going to drive it into the lane go for the layup try to force a foul any defense that plays the Grizzlies 
in a certain predicament is going to know exactly how to stop them. Mm -hmm. You have to make your game less predictable in order to go ahead and advance your career and advance your team's abilities to go further in the playoffs or in the postseason in the regular season. You have that comes from advancing your game. Mm -hmm. And I feel like his game hasn't reached that point yet because he relies so much on his athleticism, which is a huge part of his game. I love that. But the recklessness of it is also what makes it predictable. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. And That's we're also point. four years into his career. He needs to start working on that shot. Right. Work yeah, on that well, shot hey, and I stop you flying. What? You don't have wings. You're not a bird. Hey, I tell you <laughs> what, he was a he was a sharp. He was acting like he was a sharp in that Lakers series though towards the end. Yeah, he hit he, he was, was hitting, hitting his stride. Three, so. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, maybe that's an indicator of what he'll he'll work on moving in, you know, to the next. And game. if he doesn't believe us, I got two players: Allen Iverson and Derrick Rose. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Don't want to end up like them. But all right, guys, or, moving on. We, honorable mention: ahead. Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy, yeah, right. That's another one. Yeah. That guy, I swear. I don't. I, I mean, his career could have been something else. Yeah. He was Dame pre, before Dame. Basically, mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. predated Dame yeah. on the same team, but just couldn't make it. Injuries got him. At least y'all right now is just dunking and aggressive. It's not affecting him, but. You gotta you gotta look at the four the people who came before you, bro. Yeah. yeah. I again, this is not knocking his game. We love his game. I personally love his game, but you gotta think longevity. You can't just think in the moment. You can't mm -hmm. just think present. Absolutely. You gotta think future. And if you wanna have a long career, a healthy career, you can't play so reckless. That's yeah. that's just what it comes down no, to. That's yeah, the reality of it. Reality yeah. of it. All right, but yeah, guys, I wanna talk the NBA draft, right? Take a look at some you know, the top prospects that had had went on was it last Thursday? So Victor Wimbiama, right? Of course, he was Excuse the number me. one pick. We were expecting that. He went to the Spurs, but this was, you know, it was after the number one pick where we weren't sure which direction the Charlotte Hornets were gonna go. Well, they ended up choosing Brandon Miller. He went number two overall. You got School Henderson, and then you got the Thompson twins. It's the highest a pair of twins have ever gone in the NBA draft. They both went top five. If you ask me, actually one of those Thompson twins was my favorite pick. I, him, him to the Rockets. I'm in. I'm in Thompson to the Rockets. I'll be very excited, you know, to see how he does. Uh, Ashley, who do you, who do you think you know has like the best fit? Who who, who do you feel finds himself in the best fit right now? Like, are we talking? Are we talking immediate impact? Or are we just talking just in general best fit? Let's let's talk about let's talk about best fit, and then we could say you know who would make the most immediate impact. Um, best fit. I think that Wemby obviously is an incredible position. Um, he has Popovich, one of the GOAT coaches. Mm -hmm. um, he's part of an organization that is known for molding international talent and turning them into NBA stars, legends, Hall of Famers. Yeah. He also is in an environment where he's not going to have to play in a New York or an L.A., while they may get a lot more national games than we've ever seen before, mm -hmm. it's still San Antonio. It's still a small market. They're a little bit more patient than, say, the New York Knicks. Right. Um, so mm -hmm. they're benef he's beneficial there. I will say that Asar Thompson. Yeah. Um, also, Detroit has a nice little squad. Monty Williams, big fan of Monty. They have a dope squad in Detroit, a bunch of young guys that are still being molded. I think that in a couple of years, we're going to be talking a lot about this team. Mm -hmm. I do think that Monty can take this team, play-in team, maybe low-seed playoff team, depending on health and things like that. That's a great situation. Um, I'm going to say Scoot Henderson, great situation in Portland if Dame stays. I think that they also have a nice young core of guys. Dame's going to provide that veteran leadership. I think the two of them playing together will be really, really fun to watch. Yeah. 
Um, not so crazy about the Houston Rockets. I think that they're going to be in a little bit of a weird situation, at least this season. Um, Brandon Miller, I'm also on the fence with this. I think obviously him and LaMelo will be fun, but the team as a whole, I don't really think that this is a good team. I think Mm -hmm. this is a team that needs a lot of fine tuning. They're also changing of the guard in terms of ownership. Mm -hmm. That could always be tough. So if I had to, out of these five, my favorites are Victor, Asar, and Scoot, I think are in the best situations. Yeah. And now if we talk about, like, who's going to make the largest impact, I know you made the, the the point there that, you know, Scoot and Dame would be a good fit. But you got to imagine if, if Dame ends up parting ways with the Portland Trailblazers, I think Scoot's going to have to make the biggest impact of all of these guys because I think mm-hmm. he'll have, like, the biggest weight on his shoulders as far as what he'll have to, you know, what, have, what he'll have to do. I'd say him between him and Victor, you know, on who's going to make the biggest impact. Who would you say is going to make the biggest impact, though, right, right away? I would agree with that. It's either Victor or Scoot. I mean, obviously Victor's going to make the biggest impact, but I mean, I outside of him, I I don't think I could name like and Jer- and what's his name, Jeremy. Um, what's with the hair? You talking about a draft pick or are you? Talking no, no, about- no. On, on the Spurs right now. What's with the hair? What's his name? Something with an S. Um. Oh, sure, Sherman. Sure, yes, it's there you go. Out, out of those two, I can't name another player on the Spurs. Can you? I can. Um, Vassell, he's pretty good, and um. The, there's there's another guard who's really good. Their front, the, well, yeah, their front, I mean, their backcourt is pretty good actually. But like, they're not a team that like they're not he, household names, right? Yet, so like, I uh, when I say impact, I mean he's gonna make the team better. Yeah. But when I think of an immediate impact, I'm also thinking of a player who's going to make the team like make the team a playoff contender, a almost. playoff contender. And for me, it's really yeah. I think I'm going Scoot in, in that retrospect. I'm going Scoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think he could turn his team into a, a contender for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, it's funny. We actually got a video too. Uh, who who kind of hinted at it earlier about uh, somebody's goat being Paul George. We have a video. The of, goat. Yeah, we have a video of, the a, goat. of several. Hey, listen. The, when he comes to the Knicks, he's gonna be my goat too. Uh, <laughs> I feel you, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, we got we got a clip where several of like the lottery picks all chose who their goats were. We got to take a look at it. It was pretty cool. And on that beat, okay. When I'm in on that beat, okay. okay. All right, all right. First question: Brian or Jordan? Brian. I say LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> All right. It's a great answer comparing what we've seen on the news. My goal to battle was Paul George. Okay. <laughs> I've been making it clear here lately that my goal was Paul George. I don't blame you. I like that. You stand it. You stick with your answer. Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. LeBron or Jordan? LeBron. 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 Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Easy money. LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. LeBron. I'm a product of your time, so I'm gonna go LeBron. <laughs> now look, I mean, this is respectable, but like, I think it's crazy that it took four people until somebody said Jordan. I think that's really wild. Hey, it's All not. respect to hey, LeBron. Corey, what's up? Remember who my goat is? Who it's is LeBron? Your... Oh my gosh, Remember LeBron is your goat. Andre Drummond was here. He asked me. Yeah, that's my goat. Oh bro. yeah, that is what you said. That is what you said. Come on. I mean, it, hey, I, join the times, bro. I think it's crazy that it was a landslide like that. Eight to, was it eight to three or eight to four? What's so crazy about it? What do what's you think so... they're judging off of, more or less? It's impact. It's you know, it's it's the it's the not I wouldn't even say the number of championships, it's the way 
he won those championships, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's no comparison. Two three-peats, there's no comparison. And he uh, retired. Yeah. And, and came back. And he came, and back, came back. Right? Oh, like, I get that. I don't think there was anybody who dominated a period of time the way Michael Jordan did. I period. feel like there's a 55, 60-year-old out there. And if we're going to be honest, he could have probably won, like, seven in a row if he didn't retire. Yeah. yeah exactly. But – Again, I think it's generational. Like it's, it's not it's, generational. No, it's it's like a sixty-year-old out <laughs> it's there. It's not like generational. Bill Russell yeah, will do anything to no, Michael. No, it's not Jordan. even sixty-year-olds. No, it's Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> damn, it's man, not generational. Like and I hate when people are like, "I'm a product of my time." No, like I don't need to. I didn't need to watch Jordan play to know that he's the goat. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. If you understand uh, basketball, if you understand the history, there's a difference between. The goat and your goat. No. I make this. I make no. I make this differentiate. I make this difference all the time. I know when somebody asks me who is the goat, it's Michael Jordan. I know the history of basketball. This man has six championships, two two three peats. He retired, came back, and did it again. He won. What was it? Offensive Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. I mean, he is. Not even let's not even talk about how he changed the game between athletes and sneaker deals. I mean, the mm -hmm. list goes on and on. It's Michael Jordan. But when someone asks me who my goat is, it's Kobe Bean Bryant because I watched him play his entire career. I'm too young to watch Jordan play. I, w I mean, I was a baby when he was playing. Mm -hmm. So I can't speak to his legacy and his greatness in real time. That doesn't mean I can't acknowledge that he's the GOAT based on everything he's accomplished and based on what I've known, what I know, and what I have seen in NBA films and things like mm -hmm. that. It's such a weird concept to me that people say, I'm a product of my time. So does that mean that you can't acknowledge that 90s R&B is dope or 90s hip hop is dope because you're a product of your time? It doesn't make that doesn't make sense to me. Like it kind of does if it's something that you don't experience. Like some people don't want to go back to the so 90s. So you can, and so 80s. you can so you can say to me, this is this is my argument on this, right? <laughs> and this is what this is why this is how I don't understand this. So how can you so you can sit here and say little baby's the goat but Biggie isn't yeah. because I wasn't around when Biggie was Bro. rapping. So little baby's the goat. How does that make sense? The same way I don't. You can listen to Biggie. You can listen to a Biggie album and you can listen to a little baby album and, and you can come to a conclusion. Yeah. Why do you have to be alive when Biggie is alive to say that he's better? It doesn't make any sense to me. Because his flow example. sucks to me. Let's say that's the case. His flow sucks to me. I don't like this old slow drawn out flow. I grew up in a time where okay. first thing I came Who's up flow? in was snapping. Well, all right, well, how about this? this? Whose flow, flow sucks? Whose flow sucks? No, no, no. I'm saying this oh. would be the opinion oh, right. I of Because I will get off this, this chair and box him. Like. <laughs> no, right, but well, see, I had to say it that way because that's how they think. They like, I've heard young guys, 22, say Tupac is trash. Like, no, that's wild. But it's my because thing they is, don't is know like, that time, though. My thing is, is like the argument of like, I'm a product of my time is lazy to me because there's so many things in the in you the history of the world, whether it's film, whether it's music, that you can appreciate the greatness of and compare it to things in current day and come to a conclusion that what was in the past was better than what's in the future. For example, I wasn't around when White Men Can't Jump was in the movie theater, but I can tell you that the original is better than the remake. But if you I'm, took if the time I'm a, to go if back. I'm a product of my time, shouldn't I think that back. Jack Harlow <laughs> exactly. was better than Woody Harrelson? Right. Like, it doesn't make sense. No, but sense. you took the time to go back. Most people, if they don't want to take the time, they don't want to watch a movie from 93. So then they shouldn't be talking like about trash. it. 
No, they should, I agree with they, you, BC. They, they shouldn't. They shouldn't comment on things if you're not going to take the time. But to if you ask them the a research, question, they're going to give you an answer. Which right now my answer is LeBron is better. Now, did you give your reasoning yet? To my why, reasoning to why is, is I will always say on the court, Jordan is the goat. Mm-hmm. On the court, off the court, LeBron as a whole, as a human being, to me is the goat. Oh come on! Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Actually? Hey, like, I gotta give doing? it to him. He had perfect attendance. I've heard him say that before. He had so. perfect attendance. Cool, good job, bro. But at the same time, I value the human. We're not talking just basketball, Wu. We're not talking. <laughs> well, I just gave you. We're my not talking. We're not basketball. talking about philanthropy. We're not talking about humanitarianism. We're not. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about the court, the hardwood. When it comes to the game of basketball, Jordan, LeBron, who's the goat? Paul Jordan. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, 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 that's, Jordan. That's, I got what, you. that's all that's it, it is. That's it. that's it. Like, we don't need to factor yeah. in LeBron's a better businessman and LeBron has more commercial. Wait, that's because you we're don't t- need we to. We are talking about. <laughs> I got to respect the human. We're talking to still, about. To still get that off. X's, I got to respect the human. We're talking about X's and O's. We're talking about hardware. We're talking about the ball. We're talking mm-hmm. about the basket. We're talking about championships. And when it comes down to basketball, we're not talking about who's the human goat. We're talking about who is the goat <laughs> of basketball. It is always Michael Jordan. I don't understand this logic that because you're a product of your time, you have to pick LeBron. That doesn't make any sense to me. Did People got to have, have their you own guys, opinions. It's not even close. Uh, it doesn't guys, make sense. It's a, it's a weak right. argument. So, what so about Ali? Let me, let me give this to you. Hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on, BC. Uh, yeah. We got players with the best finals percentage. Are you going to say John Havlicek? Is better than Jordan because he has eight finals played and eight finals won? Be no. for real, Woo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, he be, got eight. Like, Jordan got eight and he ain't never lose. Like, be serious. <laughs> be serious. Hey, John, I got your lose. back. Have the check. Like, what, be serious. Go. Was that guy the best player on his team? Doesn't matter, man. He got it eight rings. It does matter. Bro. That's <laughs> the whole part rings, of the argument. Undefeated Wait, eight rings. Did, <laughs> did he lead them to that finals championship? All right, we got John, Casey Jones, Tom Sanders. And then finally, a recognizable name, Robert Horry's better than Jordan. Beef, like, let's be, let's uh, be serious. Hey, I'm saying, right? We're going on records. I just Robert Horry's better than Jordan. I just really don't like wow. this argument that doing. people try to discredit. That's what For example, would you say Ali is the greatest boxer in the history of the exactly. sport? Absolutely. Were you alive to watch Ali play? No, but I did my research. But that's my point. And I did my research on Jordan. I can give you you a multitude of examples of how you don't need to be around to watch someone play in real time to appreciate and value and rank their greatness on Mm -hmm. a hierarchy scale. This whole argument about I am a product of my time is stupid. Like if that was the case... (laughs) You know how many things that I would think were better than things in the past that weren't in, that aren't better just because I'm a product of my time? All right, but that was one guy, right? So if all the rest of them went back, watched Jordan, and said, nah, LeBron's still a GOAT, now what? They're 22, 21. We don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah right. I mean, like you, you were just, you didn't do enough film watching, right? Like, you didn't dive into that film as, as far as you should have, because how? Like, how, how did you come to that conclusion? I mean, that's 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 what I'm saying. I, don't, I just don't think people are gonna take that time to go back. So now, they're basing and, it off of listen, their time. And that's why I started with the Bill Russell thing because there's gonna be that guy that's like, yo, I watched Bill Russell play. He got 11 rings. I saw Jordan come along, but he didn't get 11 rings. And there, there's always gonna be a generational argument. 
I don't know, man. I it's think it just, comes down to who is just the best because I've always said that LeBron James is still the second best. He's proven, I think, at this point that he is the second greatest player of all time. But he's not the greatest of all time. I don't think he was able to, to make it to that peak. He wasn't. Now, was he able to accomplish, like, the, you know, the scoring title and whatnot? Yeah, he was at, you know, I think that was a great accolade that For solidified sure. him not knocking it. the mm-hmm. second greatest of all time. Now, if this dude, I, t- I, I told people, like, if he had went and grabbed maybe about two more chips with the Lakers, and I'm talking about outside of, outside of this, the you know, the one that they got in the bubble, if he can manage two more championships before he, co- he, he, he finishes, before he retires, then I, I wouldn't be mad at people that, that put LeBron over, you know, over Jordan as their yeah. And on top of that, when we talk about, if we're even going to talk about off the court, mm-hmm. right? Just playing devil's advocate here, Jordan and his mother changed the entire landscape of how athletes are paid with sneaker deals. LeBron didn't do that. LeBron's okay. a buy. LeBron is reaping the benefits of what Jordan and his mother started. Yeah. Nobody was getting royalties from sneaker deals before Jordan and his mother changed that. Jordan has. It makes over what was the, the ad? He's worth two point something billion dollars alone mm-hmm. from his residuals with Nike and the Jordan brand. Like Jordan started that trajectory. So all these signature shoes that you guys see that these athletes have since then, LeBron getting multi million dollar Nike deals while he before he was even drafted. These massive billboards, signature shoes from all these different brands, constant reinventions of those signature shoes. That was Jordan who started that. What What's more of a goat than that if we're going to talk about things outside of the game? Jordan had commercials. I want to be like Mike. I want to be like impact. Mike. Right Gatorade, place, right time. Nike. People, when he flew through the air, there's movies about him years later, like Mike with Little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow wasn't around to watch Jordan play. Right place, that kind right of time. a legacy is We talk about LeBron and we talk about what he does off the court and it's incredible. And I'm not taking that away from him. He's done amazing things from business, from production, from his promise school. Mm -hmm. But he is is taking the blueprint of what Jordan set before him and elevating it. And while you can't knock it, you can't give him credit for creating that. Jordan did that first. Mm hmm. It was it was Jordan who I mean, was in commercials with Spike Lee and the Mars Bars. Mm-hmm. It was Jordan who was in Space Jam. It was Jordan who had kids wanting to who were singing "I Want to Be Like Mike." It was Jordan who changed the landscape of what basketball shoes look like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking again, not taking away from what LeBron has done, but he has taken a blueprint that Jordan started, and he has ran with it and elevated it and changed it for the modern athlete, which has been incredible. But you can't give him the goat for that. Jordan was the goat for he he was the first of his kind to do that. I don't understand how people can take that from him. I can take it away because easily I think <laughs> Magic Johnson almost became the first Nike candidate. But he didn't. He didn't. But I'm just saying <laughs> right didn't. place, right time. So Jordan, I think Obviously, the right game place, plays right a time. role. He plays a role, mm-hmm. the game. But what if, let's say, they would have been like, hey, Isaiah Thomas, we want to give you this this Nike deal. And Jordan just continues to play, but he never gets that great shoe or something. like. All I'm saying is different. It, I think he was right what place, do you mean, right time. What do you mean by right place, right time? <laughs> Meaning, like, there had never been that era of shoes before. 
So he came up in a time when they were developing a, a, a shoe to garner to the game that then went on to obviously create multiple shoes. Like Converse was a big one back then. Converse was Nike. Converse was the biggest shoe. They had Jordan. They yeah. had Bird. They And then you had Adidas. But if Jordan came around in 2010, that wasn't possible. That's what I'm saying. But I also think it's unfair to say right place, right time, because if Jordan was not good, at, if Jordan That's wasn't the GOAT, right, right. if Jordan wasn't he, the best player in the NBA, you think yeah. Nike's giving him a signature yeah, shoe deal? Yeah, I think he earned that opportunity. For that know. reason, why it wasn't yeah. Charles Barkley the face of Nike? Right, there was still, right. there was a whole bunch of greats. You know what I mean? Him. There, there right. were a bunch of great players who had sneaker deals, but Jordan was the greatest. He Jordan was, was the yeah. one everyone wanted to be. Jordan changed what it meant to be a basketball player. Jordan changed what it meant to play basketball at the parks. When you watch his commercials, it made you feel differently than it did when you saw Bird, when you saw Magic. Not taking away from those guys. But if he wasn't the best, if he wasn't the greatest, none of this is none of this is possible. Yeah. It's because of what he did on the court of being the greatest of all time that all of this is possible and everyone's been able to follow that blueprint since. I still think there's somebody else could have came along. Who? No <laughs> way. Don't convince me. What? Don't convince me. No. I think who? the game hold was on, still on. Every, I don't know who it is. Yeah, like one, one second, one second. I don't have to point out anybody. The game has continuously gotten per- better since the he, beginning. Somebody would have came along, got a Nike deal, and, and basically, if, if it wasn't Jordan, it would have probably been other people who came along, multiple people, and it wouldn't have been this whole Jordan era. Oh, man. That's all. Cap. Call it Cap what you want. But what saying. you're saying, but you contradicted yourself when you just said that. Yeah, someone else could have came along and got a sneaker deal from Nike, but it wouldn't have been the same impact. Yeah, because I think his impact... As it as a trajectory, like from Jordan one, I'll give him credit all the way up to about thirteen. That's the realm I like. But like the designers and his game, it just it just it was the it was the best combination. But his game was the big chunk <laughs> but, okay. of the reason the shoe the Jordan one did well in the first place. Exactly. Let's say let's say Tim Hardaway had gotten the Air Jordan ones or what whatever, right? They wouldn't have been the Air Jordan one. No, the design. <laughs> the design, I'm saying. So it would have been like Air, what, Air Pennies? You, uh, wait, Nike who, what, One. It would have just is, been is Nike that the One. Who you just brought up? Did you say Penny Hardaway? No, I didn't say Penny. Who, who'd you say? Who'd you say? Tim, Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I thought I heard Hardaway. Tim but Hardaway. let's say his career starts to do that trajectory, and then Nike's making these sales, and they continue to have the same designer, and they go on to another person and give them Jordan 2. What would be Jordan 2? The shoe. Like, I, I'm just saying that, like, his game combined with the designers of Nike and the time. Are you doing drugs over era. there in the corner, Wu? <laughs> what? No, are you doing drugs over there in no, the corner? No, I'm not. Somebody in the chest said, yo. Like, are you are you doing lines over there? Like, what <laughs> like, are we, what's actually drug- going on? Like, right, I'm going to stop because it's, oh, I feel like everybody is attached to their no, no, nostalgia. No. It's not the nostalgia. It's, I, can, I hear what you're saying. Yes, the divine universe of it all. I think y'all all attached to nostalgia. But Jordan. I don't know, man. The the Jordan one and that whole division of Nike does not become relevant in the basketball space. Remember, Nike was a running company. Nike made shoes. If you watch the the movie Air, Nike made shoes for running. Like they were an athletic company for runners. They didn't have the same wear thought. I'm sorry, they didn't have the same gravitas in the basketball space like those other companies did. Jordan took them and put them on the map. That's the reason why LeBron has a Nike deal. That's the reason why the LeBrons exist. That's the reason why KDs exist. That's the reason why Kyrie's exist. It's because of Jordan. He's the blueprint that has allowed all these other athletes with Nike specifically, but across the board, truthfully, 
to not only have signature shoe deals, but to reap the benefits of those sales. So I hear what you're saying. It could have been another athlete. Sure, Nike could have offered a basketball shoe deal to Joe Schmo from Arkansas, who was the next big draft pick, but it wouldn't have been Michael Jordan and it wouldn't have had the same impact. So I don't know how you think that. That's crazy. (laughs) All right. Listen, listen, I'm reading yeah. the chat. Hey, man, I still love y'all, man. Y'all ain't got to <laughs> like my opinion. <laughs> hey, you listen, Jordan, man. I'm going to die on this hill for you, bro. Don't worry. Right, no, nah, for real. Me too. Hey, I, just, <laughs> I just ordered some Jordans last night. So, Which ones did you get? Some bread fours. Ooh. I had to get some, some bread fours. Ooh. I, I had to, you hear I had what? You hear that? When you say bread fours, you hear the way everyone's just like yeah, goes, like, ooh. Those are classic. <laughs> classic. Except for Wu. He hating in the corner. Hey, I'm going to hate in the corner, man. Who, who I just want to know LeBron. how many kids signed up for LeBron school this year. That's all. Uh, who in the corner I have more important things to deal with than shoes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Hey, listen, you're listening to Paper Out on Faction Talk, Sirius XM Channel 103, or you're watching us live on YouTube right now listen um ashley how about we build our ultimate quarterbacks sure so with this guys what we're gonna do is we're gonna take active quarterbacks right now and we're gonna choose a quarterback who we feel as though has the best mind right who can you know can can read a defense and make the right choices and whatnot we're gonna take a quarterback that has an arm that's ideal we're gonna take a quarterback with a certain body type and then we're also going to choose a quarterback's legs and we're going to create an ultimate quarterback so, Ashley, we want to uh, give the people your ultimate quarterback right now? Sure. Um, this, this it's going to look fun. a little crazy. This is going to be fun. This, this is, is not fun. physically attractive. <laughs> um, but uh, I took the best pieces of, oh, wow, this is kind of nuts. That's a wild throw. <laughs> it would be a good quarterback, though. I'll I know, but just physically looking, physically speaking, it doesn't look great. Um, I'm, taking, we'll down to us, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes' mind. I think his field vision and just his awareness is just God-given. It's natural. I mean, this is a guy who said after he won the Super Bowl that he didn't watch film. Mm -hmm. So everything he did out there was just in his head and just in his body instinct. I don't think that you can get better than that. Um, Arm, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest passers of the football we have ever seen. Um, Torso, Justin Herbert, 6'6", athletic, lean, allows him to be able to be elusive through defenders, allows him to be quick. Also, it was between him and Trevor Lawrence. I took Justin Herbert because he oh, is about he is about fifteen pounds heavier than I think Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence, I want to say, is right. two twenty. I think Justin Herbert is two thirty six. You guys could fact check me on that. Um, who are you searching up? Who I'll search up the other one. Uh, Justin. So I he's tall. Allows him also to see all over his offensive line. Get good passes off as well. And then how tall? I mean, 6'6", 237. 237? <laughs> and Lawrence is 6'6", 220. So yeah, so I was about right. I said 15-pound right yeah. difference, 17-pound difference. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, Dak Prescott with his legs. Now, not speaking in terms of speed, but Dak has really strong legs, really mm-hmm. strong thighs. And if you notice, it's very hard to bring him down because of it. He's gotcha. able to go ahead and keep himself up to figure out last-minute options with that football, whether it's to throw it away or give somebody enough time to get open. Very strong um, strength in his legs. Not the quickest quarterback, so you but like, I was like looking... like Prescott's legs. Heard you. I was looking at it... <laughs> I was wondering why she chose that, but she explained I was looking at it in terms body. of strength, not so much in terms of speed. Gotcha. Um, so my quarterback clearly is going to be more of a pocket passer. Um, more of somebody, a quick scrambler. He's mm-hmm. not going to be a quarterback who's going to be able to run great distances. 
um, maybe six <laughs> yards tops. Uh -huh. Maybe if it, the hole's big enough, maybe 50. Dak can give me some some things with his legs. Nah, yeah, he can nah, give me a little he's something, mobile, something. He's mobile. he's mobile enough. Mm -hmm. But it was really the strength of his legs that was the reason I picked him. I was thinking maybe you was, you was uh, thinking of that video, the hip video. Oh, the, the, <laughs> hip, video? the hip. The, the hip, you the hip thing he does Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that. Maybe that's why I But you know who also like, has really good legs that could have been a good um, add to that? Jalen Hurts is pretty strong legs as well. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, but yeah, He's like undefeated on those quarterback sneaks. Yeah, he has pretty strong legs I mean, as they well. They are that, getting after Ash, though, about not including Lamar Jackson's legs. And we actually talked about this before the show. We and did. I think I think Corey has a good reason to why not, right? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. yeah. My, well, I mean, so should we get into my quarterback then? I mean, Wait, what, for me, good. not picking Lamar's legs? Yeah, they're... Yeah. they're well, they, they, they were they, thinking from terms of speed, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. No, see, I, I built my quarterback more for strength than speed. Durability yeah. and right. strength, durability. yeah. And yeah. honestly, that's, that's, that's really... You know, that was really another reasoning for, for who I went with, right? So, yeah, so we got my quarterback. We got my ultimate quarterback. I'll go through mines real quick. So, the mine, I was with you, Ashley. I had to go with Patrick Mahomes because the, uh -huh. way, the way he just reads defenses and he knows, like, he knows where to place passes and whatnot. I didn't feel like, like pass placement had to do much with the arm. I feel like that was more with the mind. So, if I can have a quarterback with Patrick Mahomes' mind, that's super ideal. I think he's, he's the brightest mind in the NFL right now. Arm, I want Justin Herbert. That was a good point, right? To maybe maybe consider Justin Herbert for his like his body type. But Justin Herbert can throw the ball like 80 yards. So I needed Justin Herbert for the arm. Mm -hmm. it, the arm talent is incredible there. So I got um, Patrick Mahomes mind, Justin Herbert arm. I wanted Josh Allen's body type. 6'5", right? 237. That's a big dude. That's like Justin Herbert for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah Josh, Josh Allen running you over. And let's not, not to mention Justin Fields' legs. So can you imagine this body, right? A Josh Allen body type but could run like Justin Fields, that quarterback running straight through you. Bro. Well, if you wanted a running quarterback, why didn't you take Lamar's legs? This is my logic. So Justin Fields, he's a he's like a power runner, right? Like, But he's fast. We know that too. He runs like – I think he runs like a 4-4 at the combine. I'd have to fact check that. But he's a dude – I mean, he had games last year. He had back-to-back 200 yards rushing. Like, and we hadn't seen – Lamar Jackson rushed for as many yards as Justin Fields did. People forget about that. Justin Fields ran for, I think, let me, let me, I don't want to throw oh, out the wrong well, number. I, I was going to say 1,400 yards, right? Four, 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 four. That was his 40. What? Oh, yeah. He, that's what I'm saying. He's a 4 4 runner. And how many yards did he run for last year? I want to say he ran for, he set the record for, for rushing yards as a quarterback in the, in the NFL, actually. Rushing. That, that I know. But I just don't know what the exact number was. So you give me a quarterback with Justin Fields. Oh, wow. Fields? Yeah, what was it? Wow. So I have to mention his first year, he had 420 yards off of 72 attempts. Uh -huh. Second year, 1,143 1 yards off of 160. How many touchdowns, too? Eight. That dude, yo. That That's dude, crazy for a quarterback. He's making it happen with his legs. You know what I'm saying? He's like 1,200 yards. And he's stockier. He's stockier than, than Lamar Jackson. Now, I thought, like, you know, it'd be some, everyone's immediate thought to, to choose Lamar Jackson's legs, obviously, because he's probably the fastest quarterback. Right. But no, nah, I'm like, yo, give me Justin Fields. That's that's a quarterback that's going to give you some problems. And just for comparison, Lamar had 764 yards last year. Mm -hmm. So uh, he 400, was almost he, 400 He less. was hurt, though. He was hurt, though. So yeah, I, I that's give true. Him that. That's true. Yeah, I give oh, him yeah. that. Oh, yeah. 12 out of 12 games out of 17. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. But there's our ultimate quarterback. Well, I guess, I mean, the matter is which guy. quarterback wins. Yeah. Who, who you got? Who? Who you? Um, which quarterback you going with? I'm throw them up again, BC. Let me just see one more time. They're both good quarterbacks, though. Last thing, yeah, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Justin Fields. Cause y'all got the same mind. Let me see the second one. Let me see uh, Ashley's pick. Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, torso. I was Dak considering Prescott. Aaron Rodgers though, cause he got a rocket too. 
I'm more traditional quarterback, so I might go with Ashley's. I don't yeah. necessarily need my quarterback to run pocket. as much. Mm-hmm. And i probably say the combination of Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers is pretty sick. Like, for the arm strength and mm-hmm. also. Combined. Yeah, I know yeah. you combine those two. Because yeah. then, I mean, like, if you think about it, if you're not running and you got a great O-line, the other two don't really even count. Mm-hmm. So I need that and mind Rogers, and that arm. Rogers is hella accurate. That's so, what I'm saying. So, yeah, one of the greatest passes of the football we've seen. Yeah, yeah, I might, I might give you that. I know people, are, people aren't going to pick me because, chat, go ahead and let us know which quarterback you like, my quarterback or Corey's quarterback. I feel like Corey's quarterback is going to win solely because I picked Dak Prescott and people hate the Dallas Cowboys, so whatever. <laughs> um, R.S. R.S. Morrow said, great QB, Corey. I can rock with that. So we're going to see. Appreciate oh, look, I already got one. Marcus said I'm taking Corey because she picked Dak. You see that? <laughs> that it's right just like... Cue. Can we get the Dak hate out your heart and just pick the quarterback that you think would win more games? Just, you know? Daniel Daniel Jones. So, yeah, yeah. All right, put it this way. Yeah, your quarterback, that might be a good point. Your quarterback might might mess around with more games, but my quarterback put up stats. Okay, but stats don't win chips, do they? They don't. <laughs> Ashley, what you know what about chips? chips? Ashley, what you know about chips? I don't know. I got I five of them. What you know about don't chips? Say, don't do that to me. My, my team, <laughs> Count them up. One, two, three, four, five. How many one do you have? Every, one, four. Did you get one four. this century? <laughs> um, I did. Giants, Giants get one every decade. I don't know decade. if you did this century, actually. This oh, wait. Century? No, this century? How, yeah. Century's 100, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, don't know. I don't know about it in this century. <laughs> but uh, I think that's a wrap, guys. Yeah, I'm losing wrap. solely yeah, because of Dak, line. but I'll die on that hill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I want to I want to continue to hear uh, uh, who people think got the best quarterback though, and then maybe we, we can get Brandon to do his eventually. Eventually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he returns. Uh, but uh, as you, you can send the people off. All right, guys, thank you guys so much. Do we have any special guests joining us tomorrow that I can preview? What's going on tomorrow? Um, I believe we do. We got Teron Armstead on. Oh, very exciting. Okay, so you guys don't want to miss that. Um, we'll have more basketball talk, more relationship talk, um, more getting at Andrew's absolutely crazy take Let's about go. LeBron versus Jordan and everything in between. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us on this lovely Monday. Have an incredible rest of your day. If you are in the South, if you're in the 305, stay cool, stay hydrated. This heat wave is no joke. And we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Peace. Adios. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.